Before we start the podcast, Body Shots World Tour is coming to you this week. Syracuse, October 18th at the Landmark Theater, October 19th in Buffalo, 19th again for a second show in Buffalo, Pittsburgh, two shows on the 20th, October 24th, Virginia Beach, October 24th for a second show at Virginia Beach, on the 25th at the Lyric in Baltimore for two shows, the 26th in Montclair, New Jersey for two shows, on the 27th for Huntington, New York for two shows that Sunday, and then Cincinnati, Columbus, Chicago, Fort Wayne, Fresno, Reno, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, Cleveland. You know the deal. Let's start the podcast. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and guns. Hey, guys, brand new podcast. It's the B-Man, Burt Kreischer, the (laughs) machine with a newfound energy. Midway through Sober October, feeling fucking fantastic. I'm telling you right now, this is my favorite Sober October we've ever done. Why? Because I, I think it's changing my DNA. I say that too much, don't I? No, I'd never heard you it's, say that. It's I, I've always said it changes your cultural DNA when you go to uh, places like Vietnam. Being sober? No. Uh, I'm confused. I have used the phrase "it changes your cultural DNA" when you go to a place like Vietnam oh, and vacation or travel. Got it. Um, but yeah, it is changing my DNA a tad bit in that. I have social anxiety disorder and I don't like signing up for classes. I get nervous, I get anxious, and I just don't do it. Yeah. But because, you know, obviously because Joe's podcast is as big as it is and people know that that's what we're doing and, and a lot of the classes that I'd like to sign up for are fans of Joe's, like spearfishing or, or, or surfing mm-hmm. or the, the tactical firearms I did. All of those... I've had so much fun. I've been welcomed into them. Yeah. So I haven't had the nerves. And at least I have like a default where I go, yeah, it's my thing. I'm doing classes this month. As opposed to, and I think I told you this the other day where people would go, you're fucking 46. Why are you doing a class? Didn't I say that to you? No. What are you talking about? I, I feel like sometimes like, I think I told it to Tom, where if I signed up for a surfing class, I'd get there and the guy would be like, oh, bro, I don't teach grownups how to surf. I teach kids. The fuck, you're already a grown-up. Why are you asking to learn how to surf? Oh, this is an imagined thing? Yeah, that's where my brain uh-huh. goes. Mm-hmm. So I don't do like if I went into spin class, they'd be like, um, uh, sorry, this is for like not fat as fuck people. Uh, or like if I wanted to do Pilates, go, I'm sorry. Have you ever done Pilates? Like, uh, like that's what I'm, I'm afraid. And by the way, those people do fucking exist. Of course they do. And, and so I'm always afraid of that. And getting a green light to be able to go out and say, I would like to learn how to spearfish. Can you please teach me? Mm-hmm. And someone going like, dude, yeah, I follow Sober October. I'd love to. Dude, let me, let's do it. I, it's been so much fucking It fun. gives you permission on a certain level. And it's giving me permission to grow as an adult. And, and I love it. And I want it to change my lifestyle. I want it to change my lifestyle in that I want to go spearfishing. I just talked to Tom and he was like, let's do a spearfishing trip uh, like off the coast of Catalina. Like I would love to do that. And I was like. Can you, It's you can do that off Catalina? I, I don't know, but. I don't. I'm not either. I don't know either. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna. That is is the reason I don't even look into it. And that that no 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 no. Come on. I'm not blaming you. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't fucking roll your eyes at me. Listen to what I'm saying, please. That energy is where my brain goes. Can Uh you even do it? Oh, it's not even worth it. I'm not gonna do it. Well, that's what everybody has that about something. And that is my point about how great this sober October is. Yeah. Is it's allowed that dialogue to shut down. Okay. And I've been allowing myself to do stuff. I haven't. I would never normally do. That's great. And so now I am a person that goes, I'm going to call and ask as opposed to 
someone who never did that and and then got stuck in a framework of of say 10 things I was socially acceptably allowed to do in my head mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I could definitely go into a comedy club I could definitely go into a bar I wasn't I I I I, I would I could go to a hot spin I had a hard time going to hot yoga until we signed up to all do it and then now I'm cool going to hot yogas in like Chicago and just showing up as opposed to them going um why are you wearing socks it's the inner dialogue, and I, I don't, I'm not jumping on you. I hope you don't feel like I'm blaming you. But that inner dialogue where you said that, that is representative of how I've always felt. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this Sober October has allowed me to shut down that inner dialogue is very exhilarating mm-hmm. and, and empowering. Okay. And so I've really enjoyed this Sober October awesome. a lot, a great deal. Um, and, I, and I know Tom has. We did, we did, we've done a couple classes together. Uh, I think me, Tom, and Joe, before Tom goes to um, Europe, we're going to try to do a couple together. And I've been doing them on the road with, my, and, I, and I've been forcing Ron and Shane and and Bill or Bill fucking Dave, Dave and and Andrew to go with me. It's just been great. Is awesome. what I was trying to say is it's been great. I'm glad it's been great. Today's podcast is a great one. Who is it? Kyle Dunnigan. I've known since. Uh, since I first started comedy, we talk we talk about that. I think one of the first nights I ever went and watched comedy, he was with Zach Galifianakis and um, and uh, God damn it, who was he with? John Bush, and we all went to dinner and we talked about holding deals. And Kyle's so fucking funny; he's great on uh, yeah. on Instagram. He really is, and he's an amazing comedian, and awesome. he's a great writer. He's guys had like. 19 different lives and different uh aspects i'll talk about them a little bit more when we get ready to the podcast uh today's podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. hiring can be a slow process cafe otora's coo dylan miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company but he was having a hard time finding qualified applicants so he switched to, to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you it finds them for you it's technology, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that is how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T ZipRecruiter.com slash BertCast. Congratulations, Dylan. You use ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, now to the podcast. Kyle Dunnigan is absolutely hilarious. I, 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 I don't remember. We did this podcast a little bit ago, and I don't remember if I say this. I, I'm sure I should, but I've always said Tom Segura has been a big Kyle Dunnigan fan for a long time. He blew his spot up to me and Rogan and Ari, and we all started reposting. But man, none of us found Kyle funnier than Joe. Joe Joe's silly side is 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 such a part of his personality that I think sometimes not everyone sees they just see the podcast but god damn it man Kyle dug into his silly side and Joe has reposted all of his videos if if not all of them the majority of them 
and Joe loves Kyle. We all love Kyle. Kyle is an amazing dude. Just a guy that never brings drama. When you run into him, it's always fun. It's always silly. It's always goofy. And just a, a solid all-around guy. Such a blessing to have in the comedy community. More guys should fucking be like Kyle Dunnigan. Oh, yeah? I think so. Why? Because he's a sweet dude. Oh, that's Like, that's you nice want good things to happen for him. That's great. Yeah. And you're going to love this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Kyle Dunnigan. This is well, I got my my house is like a oh, disaster. Well, do you have a hard out? What time do you have to be out of here? No. Okay, cool. I'm uh, not. We're not going to be much longer than an hour and a half, yeah, but yeah. or an hour. But I just want to make sure. Yeah. Um. I'm doing redoing my garage right now. You're redoing your garage? Yeah, to make it like a rental unit. Really? I thought it was a good financial move, but it's. Uh... Oh my god! I would never do that in a million fucking years. <laughs> I would never. Are you rolling? Roll, this is good stuff. Wait, are you really are you really thinking about doing that? I'm doing it. Wait, why would you never do I would it? Never in a million fucking years. Fuck. <sighs> now, uh, give me why you think that's a bad idea. Um, this is what's going to happen. Someone's going to roll up and be like, yeah, I'm looking for a rental apartment. They'll be like, oh, cool. You meet them. You like them, right? They're there. One day their friend comes over and they're like, shut up. You love Kyle Dunnigan? Dude, he's like the master of Instagram. Oh, no, I'm not worried about that. I thought you said someone was going to rob me or something. No, it's, dude, it's the fucking fact that people would leverage you nonstop. That would be what would drive me nuts. I would love that. People right next to me are saying who admire me. <laughs> I would love that. Here's my problem. And what? I was telling your producer, what's your name, sir? I didn't get it. It doesn't matter. Don't speak to it him in the eyes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Halston. Halston. I know, right? Damn. So white privilege That's a good name. But he though. grew up poor. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking to Holston. And I mean, you get a bid on the house, yeah. you know, on a thing. But the, I just had to move a water line, you know, in front of your house. And got to move it five feet over. So the DWP, you can cut all this out, Holston. No, no, no. It's got to be not interesting to anyone. Uh, that's a water line guy who's like super interested. So uh, they give me an estimate of $6,200 to move it five feet over. They just have to dig it and then put a new pipe. So I said, "Can I? Can I have my guys do it? They'll do it for eight hundred bucks." And there's just a monopoly, six thousand two hundred dollars. You definitely can't have your guys deal with. The I DWP. can have my guys. Do, do you guys want my guys do it? Oh, you have you have digging guys? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get that they want to make sure it's good. Yeah, if they can have a guy come out and be uh, a super uh, supervise it and okay what they're doing. Yeah, probably. Wait, where did you? I think grow- you're on the side of the DWP right no, no, now. No, I'm definitely on the side of the DWP. As if I'm your neighbor, I want to make sure I have water too. <laughs> you're fine. Six thousand two hundred dollars. That's a that's like a lot of fucking living money. in Russia. Why do they want to move it five feet? I have to build a garage. I mean, a driveway. Okay. If you have a rental unit, you need two spaces. Really? There's all these uh, hillside or- ordinances. Where do you live in LA? Like, give me a rough I live estimate. close. I live really? across from Universal Studios in the hills, right across. Okay. That's not. That's a great rental unit right there. I thought so. But looking at prices, it's not a big place. It's like 330 square feet. I can get like 1500 a month, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. We just looked at a house uh, over just south of moore park great neighborhood the woman is an, an anesthetician is that when you cleans people's faces 
Oh, I thought that was when you give people drugs to pass out for <laughs> surgery. Oh, no, Is that not an anesthetician? She's an esthetician. Anesthesiologist. That's what I thought. <laughs> she's a, she's a, What's an anesthetician? Is, an is, is that a thing? I don't know. Hey, Siri, what's an anesthetician? Nothing. Oh, distinguishing between an esthetician and an anesthetician can be a little tricky. <laughs> well, I'll say. Um, but yeah, Do no, you know, it's not to interrupt, but go. that we're being, you're going to get emails now about an, an esthetician stuff. Is that how that works? I tested this because I was out, I talked to somebody, and we we're talking about like shakes, and then like, I was getting emails about nutrition shakes. Then I was talking about TM, transcendental meditation. And the next day, I got three emails about transcendental meditation. Uh, I love when they do that. I wish they didn't do that with news. Like, because I love when they do that with products. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I love when it's like, sometimes I'm so stupid. You used to have a joke about uh, all the punch was, was, they're calling from inside my home. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm that stupid. Where, like, I go, like, how did they know I wanted fucking nike sps <laughs> shut I, up I i've been looking at these doesn't that freak you out a little bit though i doesn't love it make... i love it with treadmills i've been looking at treadmills <laughs> this is it's like any, but then they do it with news man if you looked at my news uh like if that's the next the next shaming oh yeah it's gonna be they're gonna pull up like what does like if they could pull up all like so this is what burke Reiser's feed looks like Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They're going to have all this information. What freaks me out is I go on YouTube, you know, it says recommended videos for you, and it's all like fat people falling down and airplane crashes. Oh, mine are. Oh, that's the kind of person I am. Mine are boat launch videos, uh, fist fights. Boat? What's a boat I launch video? I have no video? fucking idea. Just getting a boat into the water? It's about boats. I, I'm, I like, I'm really into boats, I guess. Do you have a boat? Nope. Can I you get a boat? No, no. I don't even, not even close. This is what, it's always Rogan. It's always Rogan is like my number one thing. Uh, it's about uh, something something alt right, which is embarrassing. Oh, like so it's like some like alt right propaganda video. Right, this one is Jordan Peterson debates Russell Brand's politics. That comes up on your YouTube. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I guess I you know you know how they say that like the algorithm of Facebook is to make you angry. Oh, is it? Yeah, the oh. algorithm of faith, Facebook and Twitter is to show stuff in your feed that gets you outraged because you'll tweet about outrageous That's shit. Interesting. And I think YouTube is to show you stuff that makes you happy. Huh. Yeah, either that or it's a mix-up. But like, obviously, I'm not I'm not all right, but it's always something like Proud Boy knocks out Antifa supporter. Is it working on you? Do you feel like you are you get hooked I can't, in? I, can't stop, I stopped watching them. This one's Chael Sonnen. Um, it's anything about um, uh, not pasteurizing... Uh, What's the the thing when you put bubbles in something? Fermentation. I get a lot of fermentation videos. Because you talk about that a lot. I I'm, I Google a lot of fermenting videos. So I'm fermenting. Fermenting on a boat would be like your dream video. By the way, fermenting on a boat, you have no idea. If I was on a boat, I've I've dreamed about be, living on a boat. I would love to live on a boat. Yeah, I it's the number that. one thing. I play. I used to play tennis with this older guy, and he said to me, "Make sure you and your wife have similar retirement goals, because because if, if you don't." You're getting divorced. Really? I was like, what's your wife's retirement goal? He goes, spend time with the grandkids. I said, what's your retirement goal? And he goes, get my dick sucked by young chicks on a boat. 
And I was like, I guess those don't match that's up. A, that's and he was like, no. So we got a divorce. <laughs> Are you? Is she into getting a boat for My retirement? My wife has no fucking interest in getting a boat. Oh. My wife is so goddamn depressing sometimes. She said to me the oh, other day, so. we don't want to get a, we're looking at houses. We don't want to get a two-story house because, I mean, how much longer are we going to be able to work those stairs? We're getting older. <laughs> Can you imagine dating a woman that said stuff like that on a date? I mean, in a way, not to defend her and go against you, <laughs> but I like that she's being practical and thinking ahead. But you you can get the chair that takes you up the stairs. Oh, in the tub with the door. Did you talk about That's that? That's what I said. The tub with the door. I tried to explain that door. I go, why don't we just get the fucking and you know what I you know how like when you're you have it in your brain but the words aren't there? The stand up shower where you can shut the door filled up with water. It's the fucking tub with the door. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that tub with the door. I wouldn't mind one of those. I think it's a, a solid idea. Most people die in the bathtub, and I'm I live alone, and I I feel like I wouldn't be found for a week. For real, you live alone. Yeah. Wait, where did you grow up? Connecticut. Okay, that makes sense. Where did we meet? New York. Do you remember the first time I we met? I don't remember meeting you. I do. Me, you, John Bush, and Zach Galifianakis went to dinner with um a girl, a woman named Betsy Reeves. No memory of that. Yep. Uh. John had just gotten a development deal. Yes. I just talked to John Bush today. I see John And he said, quite often. say hello to you. I see him fairly often when I'm on the road because he's in yeah. Minnesota still. Iowa. Iowa now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd, see, I'd see him in Iowa. John, You and John Bush, I was like, I, in my head, I was like, okay. So that's 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 the, the lane. Get in that lane. Be super talented. Be very personable. You guys were vo- both very funny at dinner. And I remember thinking, Zach will probably never make it. I really was like, I was like, he's too unique. And Zach was such an interesting, interesting guy to me that I liked, but I didn't think anyone would ever get it. Yeah. Like, I remember I I went, you guys were probably there, but Zach invited me to his hotel at, it it was right off, it was a Gramercy Park Inn. Yeah. And everyone was in there watching something, and I got high with him, and he took me through a very elaborate tour of his hotel room. Yeah, like the only way, only the way that Zach, a young Zach could have done. How's you know, that? Like, what is the just older? Explain, older Zach explain. is very practical. Zach, okay, like you know he's just. I, I'm not. By the way, I barely know Zach at all anymore. Yeah. I ran into him at Brody's funeral, but he, at Brody's funeral, he was so. I guess he doesn't drink much anymore at yeah. all. And he was just like, "Hey, Bird, it's Zach." And I went, "Yeah, Zach, I know who the fuck you are." Like. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, he's one of the biggest movie stars of our yeah. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, it's good seeing you, man." So yeah. so bad it had to be other circumstances. Young Zach was like, "Hey, man, can I show you what I love about this hotel?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he yeah. took me on a very detailed tour of that room. It was like a two bedroom room. Yeah, and number one thing he showed me was there was a bottle opener in the bathroom. And you were thinking to yourself, "This is too much no, detail." No, I thought like, I was like. I would so much rather be on a guided tour of this hotel room because I was yeah. high also oh, yeah. than to be with everyone else. I can't believe I can't remember this dinner at all. Yep. Uh, John Bush paid. Wait a minute. John Bush paid because he had just gotten a development deal. I don't know if you guys were you, celebrating. You, yes. Do you know the development deal they offered 50 grand and his agent was so new. She was like, I'll take it. <laughs> there was no negotiating. <laughs> didn't confer with him really yeah they would have given him 100 they offer you 50 then they yeah. go like we'll you go back and forth get to 120 maybe yeah she got too excited i was i saw a zach at the funeral too and we had this awkward 
three person hug with this girl that cheated on me with him. And the three of us were just in this. Really? And I think she said, like, well, this is awkward or something like that. But how did you, like, you are, I always, always wondered this. Now, when I got into the business and saw the business, I was like, wow, Kyle's always a little bit of an outlier because you are a different, you aren't a mainstream comic. You know, I feel like when I, and I, I know why this happened, but I started trying to do the right thing. I, I, yeah. For whatever reason, I, I was a person who was just, scared and like what do i need to do as opposed to what am i good at and not to bring zach up again but i remember talking to him and he didn't even want a, a to do a sitcom and i thought he was lying to me and just trying to protect himself but yeah. he just knew what he did well and he did that and that's yeah. powerful and i was just trying they were telling me get rid of the guitar and get don't do impressions so i was i'm more of like a dana carvey kind of performer and imagine Dana Carvey trying to do that. It's just the wrong thing for me. I think that I got stuck there for a while. I just recently started doing more things that I do better than, uh, yeah, I was, I don't remember, but back then it was like, get a deal, talk about your family. And that's just not. Set up a set up a premise to a sitcom. Yeah. My dad's the kind of guy, you know, you know, it's like, it's yeah. so funny now because I think a lot of us, especially myself, I would never have talked about my dad back then because I was very much like, don't try i remember watching guys set up their lives for a sitcom yeah, on yeah. T and i was be and i'd be like oh that's i'm definitely not that guy i don't i, I didn't have See, any humor about my parents yeah i didn't find anything comical about them i was like yeah i didn't either but i kept trying like this is how you have to do it yeah felt like what everyone was telling me where did you start doing stand-up in new york uh the comic strip the you, lucian hated me he did i sat down with him in a, I want to say in a fucking I tiny, say, tiny room, tiny, tiny room. Like a, I thought it was a closet. Yeah, it's the size of a closet, so it's uncomfortable. And he told me I didn't have it and that I should call it quits. Yeah, he made a lot of people cry. I, I saw more than one person come out of there crying. One girl, you ever hear this story? Uh -uh. Heavy set went in there and he'll talk to you for three hours and then tell you you didn't pass. Yeah, which is kind of uh, cruel. But this girl was in there for hours and she came out crying. And he, what he said to her was, uh, uh, well, you could gain another, you could lose weight or you could gain another 25 pounds and make a real spectacle of yourself. He was very uh, to the point. Someone told my wife that. Someone told my wife that. And uh, one, one night, my wife would be better telling this story because I'll fuck it up. Someone told my wife, okay, you either got to lose a lot of weight or gains a lot of weight but like you're right in the middle like you're you're like the cute friend but you, you'd be bet you'll you'll work more if you're fatter and she went to a party that night and she was in the kitchen next to this woman stuffing her fucking face and my wife said can you believe someone would say that and the woman was like oh i heard the same fucking i got the same advice i'm just gaining weight that woman was melissa mccarthy really <laughs> i swear to god my wife was at a party with melissa mccarthy and she's just like fuck it Fuck it. Just yeah, that sounds like the best. I mean, even though you want to hear that. If you want to work, if that's your dream and your dream isn't like, like, like I remember losing weight and, and, and like my first sitcom I did, I, I then got healthy and lost weight. And I was yeah. like, you know, and someone's like, oh, so I guess you're changing your look, huh? Like, we guess we got to send you out in different. And I was like, wait, I'm, I'm still the same. I'm still like, wait, am I, I'm not attractive. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But yeah, uh, Lucian told me uh, I didn't have it and I should just 
go back to Florida. Yeah, we told a lot of great comics. I think he told Kevin Hart uh, that he'll never make it. And I don't know if you, how, how do you not see Kevin Hart's talent? It was pretty obvious right away. To right away when Kevin Hart started, you were like, okay. He was gone so fast. He, he was really was. Like I feel month. like he was in New York for a month and a half. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he was in LA doing Judd Apatow yeah. movies. What, so what, the what, guy who, just so you know, that's the same guy that discovered you? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it said Kevin Hart. So yeah, he can pick. So, him. But did Lucian like you? Yeah. He actually, if without him, I wouldn't be doing anything. For real? I was done uh, in whatever show business. And I had gone there. I auditioned. I got passed up to him. And then I went back to audition for him, and he wasn't there. And so I went home and I was in my apartment for months just trying to be an actor, which never would have happened. Yeah. And uh, luckily, the woman who gave John the deal, she ended up being an agent. This is all tying back together. She was the receptionist there, called and said, he's in today. He never looked at your tape. You might as well come in today if you can. So if she hadn't called me, I, I would be doing something else. And Lucian looked like, so that people could put this in perspective, this is my recollection. Yeah. And by the way, my recollections are always accurate. <laughs> I, told, I remember telling Pete Coriella's story about Manny from uh, the cellar. Yeah. Manny, Manny passed me. My first time I did oh, stand-up okay, down yeah. there, Manny passed me. And he came up to me, and he was like, listen, buddy, I like, and Pete goes, I'm going to stop you right there. Manny never had an accent. And I was like, oh, it's funny. I remember him <laughs> with an accent. Anyway. He and mixed in with SD. Lucian, yeah, Lucian, in, in my recollection, looked like the guy from, um, from what was the movie Val Kilmer is, and was in where he was a genius? Uh, real genius uh, oh yes i don't remember that movie well you okay remember, yeah. do you remember laszlo who lived downstairs and no. lived in the closet no can you just pull up what real genius i remember lucian looking like laszlo from the as the guy who lived but with a ponytail not his hair down yeah he he's kind of like a double o he seems european he's yeah seen, he's he was seen. taller tall thin. skinny yeah 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 long hair but kind of thinning yes well he got very sick i don't know if you know that towards the end i did but i didn't like scleroderma it's called what's that it's a sister form of lupus and it's maybe one of the worst things to get your body just starts to harden so he would just start losing fingers and it was what? awful yeah you just harden and stiffen from the inside like his face got very tight it's one of the worst things to get Holy, is that her, just hereditary? I don't know. I don't know. Genetic I'll be Googling that snafu. tonight. Yeah. Was like, take half of Xanax. <laughs> We're going to get emails about scleroderma. Now. How's your health? Have you ever had health concerns? I always think I'm going to die, but no, I'm fine. Wait, do you always, always think you're going to die? Because I literally think yeah, I'm going to die. I, yes. But now I'm at an age where I'm feeling like, well, I had a good run. Like before. I can, I can say that a little bit. Yeah. I can, it was tragic. <laughs> Like you get down your 20s, it's tragic. In your 30s, it's like, he was so young. Then in your 40s, it's like, well, you know, that happened. it happened. It does happen. No one's going to mourn for me at my funeral in the sense that they'll go like, dude, he did it all. That's true. I was on Travel Channel for nine years. Yeah. I traveled the world fucking nine yeah. times around. Yeah. I, I did. I accomplished more in my stand-up career than I ever thought I'd accomplish. You got a family? I got a family. I got. I mean, the only thing that would make people sad is that I wouldn't walk my daughters down the aisle that's like the only thing oh yeah you know? is that so fun though no nah, that's like one of them gay anyway so it's like okay yeah well, right. yeah still like, could get married though yeah but i don't think they do like the traditional do they mm. i've never been you've been to a gay wedding i've only been to gay weddings <laughs> <laughs> what's a straight wedding like oh they're are they fun no 
I think a lot of people go, half of these don't work. Mine was a fucking blast. I, oh, that's cool. Mine was mine was in a church that my wife's grandfather owned across like across the street and owned a church. Oh I don't yeah. Know why I felt like churches aren't owned. I thought they were just Yeah, in there. the South, like oh. in small, small towns, someone's gotta buy that, like build a church. Do they make money off it? Or no, no, no. You just build you just build the church and then my grandfather her grandfather went to school in that church. And then they were gonna at one point tear it down and he bought it and renovated it so that they could yeah, have a church yeah. to go worship at. Yeah. It was an old Baptist church. It was a really amazing I was one of the funner nights of my life. How old are your kids? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Thirteen <laughs> and fifteen. Wow. Yeah. They're in it. Oh they're yeah. adults. Oh yeah. My daughter had three girls, three fifteen year old girls in the pool last night. Yeah. And they were just like bullshitting and talking about boys. Oh, and that's so I was walking funny. back and forth and they're like where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm going to the store. George was like, hey, can we go with you and like just hang out in Sunset Boulevard? And I was like, no, not at a fucking all. You're not going to Sunset Boulevard at midnight. That was nice. They wanted to hang out with you, though. They just wanted to go into this. They were like, oh. we've never been into Hollywood. Like, they've never been into Hollywood by themselves. And they're like, well, well that sounds like a good thing to, to take them the first time with I, an adult. I thought about it for a second. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, sometimes at the store, things go off the rails. Like, You'll be there, and then all of a sudden, like... Oh, take them to the store. Yeah. Oh, that's a little different. That's your work area. Yeah. Well, they well, they weren't going to get into the store, but sometimes when you're at the store, like, Ron White will be like, hey, I'm throwing a party at my house now. Everyone, let's go. And yeah. you always want to be like, I want to be able to do that. Right, right, right. I don't want to be right. like, oh, I got three fucking kids yeah, yeah, on Sunset Strip trying to buy drugs. Put them in an Uber. <laughs> oh, I wish. I... I Sometimes at night, Bert, I'll get high. Okay? Do you smoke pot? I At night, I eat the edibles. It helps me sleep. Really? Do you ever yes. do you ever panic? No, I used to. I'm. I think I got a real tolerance. But I, when I'm high, I <laughs> almost always think I should get a family. That's like my high thought. Do you think you'll ever have a family? I. You know what? I know it's running late in my life, but it's not late. What are you? You're forty six. Forty eight. You're forty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you just look so fucking 47 young. Forty seven ish. Burr didn't have kids until he was fifty. Who? Burr. Bill Burr. Oh. Rogan didn't have kids until he was like 47. Yeah. I, I, I could be very inaccurate on both of those statements, mm -hmm. by the way. Yeah, but I appreciate that. Yeah. I just feel like we don't live long enough. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I need another 10 years to really think about this. About kids? Yeah, and I, I don't have that time. I think you'd be such a fun dad. I, I do like my nieces and nephews a lot. Yeah. My nieces and nephew. But uh, yeah, maybe I, I got I gotta find the right person though because I can't I'm not gonna adopt a child. Have you ever been in love with someone enough where you're like I would want to make a kid with this person? I got a relationship maybe a year ago almost exactly, and she moved in four days later. We broke up, but I thought we were gonna have like a, a family. Well, how did that happen like, so quickly? Were you just not compatible to live together? Well, I'll tell you this: she was great and um, everything was good, but there was like a, a little bit of a. a she didn't trust me, and I'm very trustworthy. I can't imagine very boring. You, I can't imagine you not being trustworthy. Like you're not, not to, not to, not to. I know Delia is a very faithful guy, yeah. but if you look at Delia, I can be a girl going. I'm not comfortable, right, right. With him going out at night. But me, I mean, yeah. there's after shows. There's, it's not uh, a pee fest coming after me. You yeah, know what I mean, it's pretty, well. I bet there is, but you're not the guy. I go you're not home the guy leveraging like, that. Okay, I'd like to think that. I think because I yeah, I think I guarantee you there are 
a plethora of women that would love to sleep with you, but I'm, but you don't, you've never, in my opinion, come off as a guy that's like, like when the Me Too thing happened, I, I can't imagine that you were like, uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> I hope I don't uh, get, but I get popped on this one. Yeah. I, I don't, I look at the audience, they, they seem very young to me now. Uh, it used to be a, a little more, the people coming to the club are like in their mid-20s. You my know, audience is my age. I feel oh, like yeah. I got a lot of bros coming to my shows too. Fuck yes, Rogan. Yeah, because of Rogan. Yeah, it's Rogan. Is, you know, you know what you know that really is. I mean, not not to take credit away from Rogan. You know what that really is, though, right? No, Segura. Oh, is that right? Segura's been in love with you for a very long time. Really? Oh yeah, Segura turned us on to you. I mean, he I've been, saved my like I was literally dead in the water. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that Joe didn't like discover you on his own. Yeah. I will say that. Tom Segura texted me, Joe, and Ari videos of you for a solid fucking week every day. Oh no! And that's and, cool. and 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 Joe and Tom were the first ones to be back and forth. Like, yeah. this is fucking genius. I had I had known I've known I've known you for in my entire career. Literally before I was doing stand up is when I met you. So yeah. I've, I've been aware of you even when you didn't know me, and I've been following your career regardless. Mostly because it, at certain points of my career, you live with Chris Fairbanks. I worked with Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. Um, you live with Tig. I loved I loved Tig. Tig and I had a connection because we did premium blend together. Oh and yeah. so yeah, and so I've known of your career the entire time. I've always followed you on Instagram. So when I saw the videos, I was like, Oh, I've already watched these. Yeah. Joe and Tom were finding them at the same time. Yeah. And Tom and Joe were like, Oh my God, this is the funniest human being ever. And that and I'm telling you, if you're ever gonna give someone a hug, give it to Segura. I, I mean, he fucking I have loves you. Thanked him, but I, I need to double. I double down because he really did. I mean, I was no one was seeing my videos until dude. The fucking videos, your impression videos are good. They're not as good as fucking Kyle. Is it Kyle? Not Kyle. Um, Craig. Oh, Craig. Yeah. Those videos. It's funny. People have different. Those videos uh, make me laugh yeah. so fucking hard. Chicken butt. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I I've laughed so fucking hard, and that character's been around for. I've been doing it since I've been like I I don't remember not doing that. That character has been around forever, and I've yeah. loved that character. But when that character showed up on Instagram, I yeah. was dying. I was, I could I would go onto your videos and I would just scroll. I mean, year a year back, two years back. <laughs> yeah they're the funniest goddamn yeah. videos thank you is that your real mom in those videos yes it is and she's do, do, good do you do them when you go back to connecticut yeah i don't go back much so i try to make sure i get one they're so i know she's 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 good she's, i am i would argue she's the funniest part of the video she's better than me yeah in the it's, videos. she is so fucking good at her <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they're natural reactions they are well i kind of sabotage i don't give her lines because when you give her lines it, it yeah. starts to sound like more but she naturally would yell at me like that so it's very was it the chicken butt where you kept going mom guess yeah. what guess what yeah, yeah chicken yeah. butt mom guess what yeah that first <laughs> shot when she's in the kitchen she didn't even know i was filming i don't really? know if you you uh, remember that but but yeah, she's very natural and uh Oh, those are the funniest fucking videos. Thank you. Those are my I, I like but that's my sense of humor is like I don't know. Yeah, it's like some people say, you know, do more of these and then Well the the Kardashians like are Yeah. The Kardashians are gold. What are the press impressions you do? You do Trump, which is I didn't even I never even knew you were that good of an impressionist, to be honest with you. I didn't do impression. I did them when I was younger and I got sort of uh, 
I, I was really, uh, I wanted to be cool when I was like 12 and I, I got, uh, I thought of as kind of like a clown. And I, I did, did impressions of teachers and stuff like that and like Michael Jackson and stuff like that. And then I just stopped doing it because I felt like that was make, you know, kids, you try yeah. to be cool. And then the whole thing with doing stand up, do the whole, you know, talk about your family. And it was just when I saw the face swap, I was like, oh, I could do these. That that reignited that I, I can do impressions. Only a couple of years ago, I started doing them again. It's so good. I mean, you do Trump, you do all the Kardashians, you do Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta is a fucking good one. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. And, Jeff uh, I mean, they're, you're, they're so Elon accurate. Musk. When you do an impression, is it just like it comes to you and then you go, oh, I can do that one. You don't have to think about it or do you work Sometimes on it? Sometimes I, I can just hear someone talk and think, oh, I could probably do that if they just have the same tone. Like Bill Maher, we have a similar. People Your speak, Bill Maher is good. Thank yeah. you. People speak in like a four note range basically if you could hit that range and then they place it some people are like in their nose and some are back explain to me so like some people talking a four note range what do you mean because i guarantee there's people going i would love like when i first got into comedy i was like if i can get if i can get one good impression yeah then i can always make sure i'll kill because i remember like dc benny had an impression it wasn't even an impression he's like this is my impression of an italian eye doctor what are you looking at and I was Man. like, I want to be, I couldn't even do, Yeah. I couldn't even do that. Or like, this is my impression of Robert De Niro. Anyone that had one of those, they always murdered. And I was I could never do. See, I find it really hard to get them into my stand-up. It feels so forced. I've done it, and I in the middle of a story, I'll kind of throw in something. But yeah. I always find it, uh, I just, there's not much, there's not many ways to get into it. There's the... You know, here's my impression of. Here's my impression like, of. Yeah. The only impression I ever had was of a vibrator. What's that? Just. <laughs> That's basically good. going inside her. That's that. my only fucking joke ever. <laughs> I've never had a woman need to use a vibrator, so I don't know. What I've never saying. had to use a woman use a vibrator either. I'm doing that impression. That one, that one, and my dick after an orgasm, and it was just me bobbing. And I'll then having, yeah. um, but uh, those are my two impressions. But so when you say four note range, like how, like, what do you mean? Like, uh, well, uh, I am very, I like music a lot. And I, and I, um, I, I have, uh, you got to be able to hear uh, how some, some people don't have an ear for it. So if you cannot. So it's more about the ear of hearing the impression. Yeah, people who can do impressions well have a good are usually good musically because they can hear oh, the notes of the person that they're yeah. I've I've done impressions of people only because they're so there's a guy I, I, I wish I remembered the exact airport. There was a guy that was so fascinating the way he spoke and the way he his intonations of what he found important. Yeah. that i couldn't i wanted to tape record him so i could always listen to him and i found myself doing an impression of him to him like going like yeah ah. i do that if i if i'm talking to someone not even realizing that i'm mimicking them it's, it's offensive to do that could but. you do a re an impression of rogan you know what i've tried no really I cannot he has a very high hard tone that's really hard to get i mean i I haven't tried to really work on it, and sometimes I can get there. Like um, 
Jeff Goldblum, I, I had to kind of work on a little bit, but he's, uh, I don't know if I could ever get my voice to do what that. What was the easiest one to come up with? Bill Maher is like really close to my voice. Bill Maher. I'm you people, to... it's just like right in my range, okay? <laughs> and That's really fucking great. And like Caitlin actually is like pretty close. I don't even know what she sounds like. She's just like, yeah, yeah. She talks and answers herself. You know, <laughs> she looks so much like prettier now yeah. than she did as a dude. Yeah, she's way hotter. She actually now. is. I, she actually has aged a lot less, and I don't know if that she's just gotten a ton, lot more plastic surgery. But there's just the makeup you get to wear. Oh yeah, I, guess I bet if right. you got close, you'd see the. She's about seventy, isn't she? Really, Her girlfriend's be. fucking smoking. Haven't seen her. That's girlfriend awesome. is she also trans? The girlfriend? Oh, I fucking hope not, because yeah, mm. I'm definitely attracted to her. Yeah. God, you're pretty woke though. <laughs> like you, you like. Do you think your wokeness came naturally? Like, do you think you were always a woke well, person? I mean, maybe I've been around a lot of uh, uh, homosexuals in my life. I mean, uh, you know, Tig and... Uh, was it When you lived with Tig, was she... Because Tig is... I've always found Tig to be someone who is... I never found her to be someone super aggressive and in your face about politics or anything, but she is someone that would... If you I, if you said something off on stage, you'd kind of be like, "Ugh." I is that an accurate statement? And well, I know. Tig well, no, I just know that sometimes a lot of times people think she's mad at them when she's not. She's not at or, all. Yeah, she's so, just a very quiet. Yeah. When I when I introduced her, someone new, I would I would tell them, "You might think she doesn't like you, but that, you just have to wait a minute." Did you Did you grow a lot living with Tig? I I mean, we only lived with each other for I think four months oh i thought you and her i thought you guys all lived together for like no it was the first season of inside amy schumer really yeah you only lived with her in new york yeah yeah oh shut the fuck up like i thought you her and fairbanks all lived in like no but i would i did spend a lot of time over there but we didn't you and her writing partners at the time we were never writing partners but we we would hang out and write um we wrote a couple of little things but we never sold anything or so you guys all worked on inside amy yeah and me amy and tig lived together me and tig lived in a in a a buck bunk bed in a room it's weird and we were adults and she had just had her mastectomy and she had scars and bandages still and she was blowing up right at that moment so she was getting huge checks in the mail really for like three hundred thousand dollars whatever and she's living this tiny room which is funny which is weird that's crazy. Tig doesn't drink, does she? No. Does Amy drink? Amy drink. I know yeah. Amy drink. I don't know yeah, why yeah, I said yeah, out loud. Yeah. And do you drink? Nah, not a lot. No. I was. Rare. I just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to force envision this party scene of you guys just no. getting fucking loose. Amy was gone all the time. Yeah. The weekend she would leave and do shows and stuff. Um. It's and fun. you and Tig were just. Yeah, we would hang out and. Uh, I feel so long ago. Does it really? Yeah, I feel like I can look back on my life now. It's like I really lived it. There's a lot of years that I, that have stacked up. When did you start writing? Meaning, meaning, like when did you, when was the first time someone was like, "Man, you know, you'd be great writing on this show." Because I, I got to be yeah. really honest, I always felt anytime you wrote was a disservice to all your talents. Because I, I think you're, I think you're an amazing writer, obviously. But I, when you got 
found on Instagram by everyone. I was like, that's always been who I've seen him as. Yeah, I was. I did definitely feel frustrated in a writer's room just because I want, you know, I want to perform. So yeah, more fun. And I was actually writing on um, Sarah Silverman's show, and God. I got. I would call it a uh, midlife crisis because I suddenly was like, I got to get out of here. This isn't. I just saw my life in this writing track. And that's not why I, uh, even though it's a great job, I was thankful for it, but I wanted to, and I had to leave. I just left that job. And that's when I started doing Instagram stuff. You were writing for Sarah's first yeah. show, the Sarah Silverman show? No, the uh, Hulu show. I wrote the first season. Oh, really? And, you know, I got, went from Amy's and then I went to that and I just saw my track and I just was like, no. I want to perform it's so much more fun all positive yeah. all positive no negative on this but what yeah. are the creatively watching working with two of the biggest women in entertainment are, are inarguably in comedy yeah what is the differences you see creatively in the way sarah creates versus amy all positive not talking shit just that everyone has a no practice. talking shit all positive let me say the differences uh hmm Ooh, this is a tough question uh i'm not hiding anything i'm literally trying to search my brain for yeah. a correct answer who who is in your opinion who is more hands-on amy was more hands-on yeah but it might be because sarah's room was like upstairs and down the hall and we had like a writer's room whereas the Amy Schumer's writer's room was we were all just together in a and room. It was Amy's so first was project, like, and it really. was her first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah's and it was a different had. type of show, you know. If you, if you had to get one of them pregnant on accident, okay, okay, I'm definitely going Sarah. Mm. I would love Sarah Silverman in my life. Yeah, because <laughs> Amy's already has a child. Oh, oh yeah. I told. But by the Sarah way, does I not totally want a child. It, it would be an unwanted baby. You're right yeah. with that? Yeah, I'm very cool with that. I'll give okay. it to my wife. Okay, she's like, cool hey, with just that? so you know, Sarah's gonna come by on weekends. Yeah, and come see by. her kid. Do and some when bits. she does, can you slide her these jokes I'm working on? See if she can punch <laughs> them up real quick. Yeah. I do not feel like I served her show well. Really? Yeah, because I feel like I, I write sketch stuff. And that was a little political, and I just my brain doesn't how see does that. your brain when like how does your brain most naturally write comedy is it like especially stand-up like do you mm, stand-up is tough i don't know why i have a much easier time thinking in terms of scenes and and uh sketch but i'll feel like ooh, there's something funny here with this and then i'll go to bed and ask my subconscious not out loud like a weirdo yeah but i'll i'll let my subconscious take care of it and i'll usually wake up with like a more solid idea yeah and also with impressions i'll work on something and and sort of wake up and i'll be able to do it when i wake up better. i just i just told dr drew the reason i won't take ocd medicine is that whatever my ocd is and i have it probably in a bunch of different ways one of the way it manifests itself is in obsessing about a bit is that right yeah we're all like yeah like there's this i have this bit i i write i write most naturally and story like most yeah. naturally it is a everything's a story yeah that's the way my brain sees everything i think i would have made a great i think i would have made a phenomenal sitcom writer yeah and i think i would have made a good sitcom star 
it's if not that, too late. It's still around. Uh, I think it's a little. I think the no. ship sailed for four camera multi cam. I can't see. No, I don't. I mean, like Gabe just did one. Uh, yeah. uh, did you see uh, one day at a time? Like in the seventies? No, they just redid it. Oh, they did. And it was. And by the way, friend, I have friends that were in it, but just yeah. to be objective, yeah, it was so tough to watch. It's bad. It was yeah, and and even Gabe's Gabe's was good, but it was like. It was lacking something. It was like it was like for some reason the multicam just wasn't it wasn't popping the way Gabe pops. Yeah. You know where you're like What Gabe are we talking about? Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, I should ask earlier in this conversation. <laughs> Gabe. You know, halfway in I was like, wait, what Gabe are we talking about? Gabe really I didn't see his. I'll tell you the one day at a time in the seventies was terrible as well. If you look at it. <laughs> I mean, what? what we were forced to watch these things. And we're like, these are good. There's four shows. That's all. Do you They're think that, that multicam was just simply lack of options? That's why we like. Yes, them? Three's Company is terrible. It was the number one show, and it's horrible. You, you could. I really feel like we could sit down and write a Three's Company episode in an hour. Oh, easily, and, it, and no one would notice the, the difference. What? A, what an interesting premise. He has to pretend to be gay to live with these yeah. two girls yeah bosom buddies was like the quintessential crazy premise they did dress like women i mean yeah i liked that show i loved bosom buddies yeah you i always envisioned that would be some that i would get into something like that it only ran two seasons are you serious yeah but you could see how that would run out like the writers were probably like what now <laughs> 40 episodes of them almost getting caught as women is exhausting <laughs> You couldn't do Puzzle Buddies now. Tom Hanks was good, though. He was good. What was your favorite Tom Hanks movie? <sighs> well, this is a no-brainer. Forrest Gump. Oh, for real? Wait a minute. No, I don't want to jump into this. I did <laughs> yeah. like Castaway. Hold on. Yeah, Castaway is a pretty amazing... Apollo 13 It's good. Mr. Rogers looks good. What? That's a, He's in Mr. Rogers? It's a new movie? Oh, yeah. It looks... Awesome. I haven't seen that. When's that coming out? Uh, he looks just like Mr. Rogers. Really? I just saw the trailer in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Oh, I just saw Did you that. like it? I'll tell you, I like. I really liked certain scenes, yeah. but as a whole, I, w I didn't really uh, get into the story of it, but I, I liked it, and I want to see it again. I, I didn't get into the it. story until the last 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, the last <laughs> next five. By the way, the movie is completely lost on a 13 and 15 year old who are unaware of the oh, Manson murders. Right, right, right. <laughs> Must like, be so confusing. Like, this is, Why were they in this? <laughs> we're like, so who the fuck is Sharon Tate? Why do we yeah. have any time yeah, talking yeah. about her? And I was like, wait, do you guys know who the Manson family is? And they're yeah. like, no, Marilyn Manson? And I go, yeah, do you know yeah, who yeah. Marilyn Manson's named after? And they're like, no. Really? Oh, they had no, Isla goes, it's, it's over? And I went, yeah. She goes, that's, yeah, that's weird. And, I could, yeah, that must be so confusing if you don't so know. So confusing if you don't know who the man's in. So wait, yeah. best, Tom, uh, best Tom Hanks movie. Wait a minute. I'm going to pull him up. I'm, I'm going to pull him up. I feel like I'm forgetting one. You're forgetting. I'm, I'm, I guarantee oh, you. Oh, big. Big. I think I like big the best. Green Mile. Uh, the Green Terminal. Mile. I mean, what a great. I didn't see that one. Philadelphia. I'm going with big. Let me I keep love going. That Apollo 13. God, he's been Catch Me movies. If You Can. You've got Male, Angels and Demons, 
Sleepless in Seattle, Inferno. Was, you the got Money mail with you got mail with Sleepless in Seattle part two. I he thought was, that was so similar. He was really good. It was very similar. He, Patchwork Party does not translate. Um, well, I got a. Uh, I know, <laughs> not to name drop, name drop. Road to Perdition. Paul Newman was in that. Yeah. Do you know and, Paul Newman? Uh, no, but I dated a girl who was friend. Her dad was good friends with him. You know James Naughton. He's a Broadway actor guy, yeah. and they did Glass Menagerie together. Anyway, they lived down the street, and they were friends. He lived in Westport, Connecticut, and he thought he was terrible in that. It was he showed at this house and was like self-deprecating, and he was talking about how they never pay him money. Like everyone is just miserable. Tom Hanks was like, they don't pay <laughs> no, me enough." No, no, Paul Newman was saying this. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, shut and he up. Thought he, and Paul Newman thought he was terrible. So no one. No one's relaxed and thinks that's so funny. You think that they would be, yeah. You think Paul Newman would be like, "I'm Paul Newman, everything's good." And Nothing was, in common uh, was Jackie May, Jackie Gleason's last movie, right? You know, Jackie Gleason did uh, did. Um, he's been in a lot of fucking movies. Yeah. I saw, I think I've seen. Jo volunteers is one of my favorite movies oh yeah i like volunteers with john candy yeah, when he, they're good. all playing cards and he's gentlemen place your bets and they all pull chickens up i don't remember that oh i this is the new uh, mr rogers he missed tom hanks mr. Is mr rogers, rogers. doesn't he look like him did you see the documentary yes you did no i didn't the you didn't see the mr rogers documentary it's no really it? good really yeah does it was mr rogers gay they never know they never really they say this in, the, in this one the trailer he's like yeah i'm doing an expose on mr rogers and his girlfriend i guess is laying in bed with him and she goes don't you ruin my childhood to the expose guy because oh. he's doing an expose on mr rogers i'm guaranteed yeah, he's like yeah, yeah. get to the bottom of who this creep is <laughs> yeah i don't know i you know what this very sidebar but i think i'm not even gonna share it sometimes my brain goes off in ways where i just go like Hey, I got a random fucking thought. Oh yeah, I think that's the why. I think that's why. I think standups have the ability to do that. Is like be non sequitur constantly. Yeah, and I think those are the funnest sets you can have. Yeah, it but, drives people nuts. I do that, and I, I have to apologize a lot. Uh, so you're living by yourself now. I know it's weird. You're living by yourself, and you can eat With edibles. A dog. <laughs> yeah. What kind of dog? Rescue. It's a pug chihuahua. Yeah. Rescue. Yeah. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. You can't just buy a dog. They're so good. Rescues are ah. I'm buying them. one. I'm buying. No, I don't hate them. Yeah. I don't hate them. They ha but when you have kids, oh, you want to make sure they're. I just healthy. I want to meet the parents. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to. I don't want to roll yeah. the dice on some fucking. I got lucky. My dog is healthy and good. And yeah, so fun. Yeah. Um. Do you take it on the road with you? Sometimes. Really. But last time I've been taking her a while because last time she was in a dog bag and i went to the bathroom on the plane and she ate her way out and i came out of the the bathroom and she's running up and down the aisle it was cute people, people seem to like it but. i was on a plane one time in first class and a first uh, class doberman pincher in first class took a shit in first class oh my got God. up and started circling and i'm like this dog is about to take a <laughs> shit and you can see the owner's yeah. just like well this is happening it's a funny time where you can't ask if a dog is you can't ask why you have a dog it just can get on a plane it really is i saw a dude um in laguardia try to claim that he had a uh a, a emotional was yeah it? yeah a distress uh snake 
a distressed snake. No, no, like that. He that that was he his needed emotional. To be, oh, he needed the snake oh, with him. Pretty, that's a real stretch. And but I, I think, in honesty, I think he was moving across country and he yeah. didn't want to put it under the plane. Yeah. So he was, and so he was saying, no, no, no. This is my <laughs> my emotional. And it was interesting to watch the guy at the gate handle it. I think he handled it well. He was like, I ain't letting no motherfucking snakes. <laughs> that's a long way to get to that joke, right? No. I ain't letting no motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. I think it's a good length to get there. Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. Welcome to Sober October, powered by Whoop. Whoop combines a wearable device with state-of-the-art software to help athletes and high-performance operators improve recovery, training, and sleep and make better lifestyle choices with real-time feedback on your body. And let me tell you something, I am addicted to my fucking whoop. I wake up every morning and check my whoop to see how much sleep I got. I look to see how my recovery is. I take a look at my strain at the end of the day, and if my strain isn't over 12, I hop on the treadmill to get it over 12. This is by far the most accurate wearable device I've ever worn, and I started wearing other, I won't say names, other wearable devices nine years ago. I am obsessed with my Whoop. I absolutely cannot live without it. I bought Leanne a Whoop. Leanne wears her Whoop to track her sleep. Yeah, I love I love that Whoop. I actually got a good night's sleep last night. And your Whoop can tell you. It it's did. amazing. It almost gets in your head. You it go does. to work out and you're like, Whoop says I'm ready for this. Whoop, there it is. Joe, Tom, and Ari and I are all on the Whoop team and you can follow along with us and join our team. Join Whoop and get on the team. Get the Whoop Strap 3.0 for free when you join. Go to Whoop.com and use the code SOBEROCTOBER. That's one word, SOBEROCTOBER, to get 15% off your order. Whoop works with the best from the NFL to the Navy SEALs, but the insights apply to all of us. See how your body responds to stresses, good and bad, alcohol, good and bad, and then adjust to live better. Get a Whoop. Check out our team at Whoop.com. Go Sober. And watch what happens. Hey, did you know Comedy Central has a new podcast called Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian? Hosts Julian McCullough and Sean O'Connor are comedians and longtime best friends who also happen to be dads. By the way, I love the idea of this podcast. I really do. I always say I had podcasts when I became a dad because I really think I would have loved doing that podcast. In their podcast, they share crazy stories about parenting with other comedians, writers, and actors who also happen to be dads and even a few moms. On top of that, they also force their guests to eat and review baby food, role play, bad parenting scenarios from the news, and figure out who among them is the real dad and who's the bad dad. This is a damn funny show, and these guys are, trust me, these guys are hilarious comedians, first and foremost, dad second. These guys are not experts, but they are funny, and their kids are still alive, so in my book, that counts for something. And if you're not a dad... You're still going to love it. But if you are a dad, you know a dad, or you're looking for your dad, (laughs) you'll love it even more. Subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian for Comedy Central's idea of a parenting podcast. Figs is an amazing company that is making scrubs stylish and functional for people who deserve it the most. For years, nurses, doctors, dentists, other awesome medical professionals were forced to wear scratchy, ill-fitting scrubs. They were not only ugly, they were uncomfortable, and they weren't designed with innovative technical properties to protect and hold life-saving tools. Figs, I should let you wear my figs because right. they. I, I slept in them one night on the tour bus. That's weird. No, they're like they're like uh, really stylish sweatpants. If that they're, makes sense, they're nurses. 
clothes. They're comfortable as shit, Isla. Stylish nurse clothes. I wore them. I wore them. They're really cool. Yeah. They they don't look like nurses' clothes. That's the point. Exactly what Figs is saying. Is when you say nurses' clothes, you think one thing. Figs is changing that entirely. Did you not read the beginning part of this? Did we not listen to me when I said they are updating and making them more stylish and functioning for the people who deserve them? And did you know, Isla, Figs is made with yoga waistbands and they come in a variety of styles. A variety? A variety. From classic straight-legged to joggers and skinny styles. I wore the skinny style. I wore it at Pebble Beach. You did? Oh, yeah. And Dad goes, those are good-looking sweatpants. I go, they're not sweatpants, Dad. They're Figs. Figs gives back, too. Every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to a healthcare provider in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiative to date. Figs has donated hundreds of thousands of sets in over 35 countries. Speaking of giving, Figs makes, makes a great gift for the lifesaver in your life. If you know someone who's a dentist, a nurse, a doctor, or some other great medical professional, Figs gift cards are available. So the next time you want to say thank you to them, say thank you by sending them Figs. You will love Figs. I love my Figs. I, 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 it's so funny. I think Segura, when we first started making the decision to wear sweatpants on planes, Segura was like, hey, man, can I get you the best pants you'll ever wear in your entire life? And I was like, yeah. And he sent me a pair of figs. I didn't know they were already a sponsor on his podcast. Uh-huh. And then I got mine. I can't. I love them. I love them. So whether you're one of the awesome humans that works in healthcare or someone that wants to say thank you to the deserving folks, figs is going to make it that easy by providing you with 15% off your first purchase by using my promo code BERT. Get ready to love your scrubs. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W. E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com and enter my code BERT at checkout. Sometimes I'll write a joke and I'll just I'll go, this is just for those times. Do you I don't even know how I how jokes come. Do do you have a set way of doing I just something seems to pop into my head, but I don't it's yeah, it's uh, something pops in. Like uh, I'll 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 walk you through yeah, because uh, I had I've been writing jokes while I'm on, while know on how vacation. You write jokes. I'm gonna steal your process. Um, sometimes I'll have a thought, right? So like I was getting a massage in uh, Australia, yeah. and I felt bad for the woman that she had yeah. to touch my body. Yeah, I did. And yeah. I said, I wonder who she would. This isn't a joke, but this is a line that I think I could add into a joke. Yeah. And then I bet I bet she'd be excited if The Rock came in. She'd be like, ooh, this is going to be a fun hour of work. Yeah. And then I go, and then I'll write down, more excited than The Rock's masseuse. Like, like try to write an analogy oh, yeah, yeah. so that I can, and then, I'll, and then I'll go from there. Yeah. And I'll try to find, like, more excited than, and I'll think of cars. Yeah. I'll think, and then I'll just try to riff on it. One of my favorite, I would never have said this when he was alive as much, but in, in, in his passing, Ralphie was one of my favorite comedians the way he wrote. Because he oh. would take a premise and he would whittle it down every way. You, he'd give every tag. He wouldn't stop until he was out tagged. Yeah. And I was like, I remember he had a joke. I've talked about this before about um, women don't want big dicks. They want medium dicks. Ladies, yeah. you don't want your, you don't want some big dick leaving your pussy lips looking like a horse's <laughs> lips reaching for a sugar cube. Just her. And, I, and yeah. then he had nine different breakdowns of that. Yeah. And yeah, I, when people go, the audience thinks you're done, and then you surprise them again. People, yeah, that's it's a, the greatest. Um, 
Uh, I had my daughter. I had a conversation with my daughter. So then I'll just go. I'll write the premise. I think my daughters are making me more stupid. And then what I'll do is I'll shelve that in my head, and then I'll look through life for times that comes up. That's a good idea. A lot of me, a lot of me writing jokes is either mishearing something. I write a lot of jokes from mishearing people misunderstand. That's my garage next door. Okay. Um, Misunderstanding someone, mishearing someone, or thinking what someone said is one thing. Yeah. And envisioning that as like, oh, what if that was this? Yeah. Um, do you? I started filming my sets, and it's d- very disturbing, but it's so helpful because I realize I need to structure. And now when I, I write, I'll, I'll make you know, a, it's like a list of this category, and I'll start putting them in different folders. So, well, do you do you write on stage or do you write? Yeah, a little bit. I write. I write a lot on stage. Yeah. Um. And uh, but filming my sets doesn't work for helping me retain material technically yeah i film my sets when i'm when i when i have my hour um i'll film i'll film just about every set and then what i'll do is i'll take them and i'll cut out the chunks yeah and then i'll work on chunk per chunk per chunk so like uh so i can this set like i'll I'll tell you where my working is at right now on this set I get it once I get a story up, it's like plate spinning. Yeah. And then I go, okay, that story's working. Time to go to the next story so that I can get a full hour of at least everything plate spins, right? Yeah. And then once I get the all those stories, I then and this is what I'm doing starting in September, I will take that first chunk, right? And I'll go, Oh, that can be a ton more punchy. Like I'm yeah. very lazy as a writer, and I'll just give you the first joke I come up with. Yeah. Where yeah. I go, Oh, I should go to the second joke. Yeah. And so I'm a really, really lazy writer. It's a hard, it's it's hard to go back and sit down. Cause we kind of do this because we didn't like doing that kind of work. Yeah. I never <laughs> understand guys who like are so disciplined. I know. They're a they're a rare breed though. I mean, you got the like Dimitri Martin, very, John Mullaney. Yes. Like guys who but they liked homework though. It's great. I think they writing. probably liked homework. Yes, they did. Very, they both did very well. In school. I think. Yeah, I think their brains were like, oh, I'm not comfortable unless I've written 19 pages of work, and I know that I can put that down and go. Now I can relax. I gotta add that. Where I look at life and I go, I go. Well, if I'm not living my life, what am I writing about? Mm-hmm. So then I'll go. I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta go play golf. I gotta hit golf balls. I gotta go. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drink tonight. I'm gonna have people over and and. That is important. They. Yeah. Have, I mean. It, getting back to amy's writer's room we were not there a lot they sent us home let us live our lives i think they got better sketches out of that and because most writers room they keep you there and they think the longer you that you're there the better the show will be that's oh, not like you got about three hours of comedy writing a, a day you can stomach and did you when you burnt. write for when you write wrote, like say we'll just say amy's show because i think that's more sketch it's in what your brain does did you come in with like nine sketches you had did you when at first the first year yeah the first year did you yeah i i had a few maybe like five that i had just in my computer but it was an easy process we go on monday and you'd pitch three ideas really basic pitch like a one-line pitch and they'd go okay write that one up for thursday then you'd go home and you just hand it in on thursday it was that really? and then we'd, we once it came down to the sketches then we'd all get together and sort of punch it up but it was a. I think a that's how system. I would. I think I'd really operate well with a writer's room because I think I could come up with my premise, but then to have writers go through and help me punch it up would be. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously that's not the art form of stand up, 
Yeah. I think it's a cheat code. I think it, it works for a TV show, but if you're doing straight stand-up, you can't. It would be so helpful, though, if like three or four comedians got together in a pack and they all just were like, we are going to be the greatest. We're going to film all of us. We're going to film and we're going to analyze. We're going to sit down and watch it. Imagine that doing five sets a week and having a team and you're all just being honest and critical and making the sets better. I think that's Kevin Hart. Oh. I think that's Kevin Hart. I think that's Chris Rock. I think, I think, I'm not, I mean, I'm, by the way, these that's are all guys. I, if I was them, I would, yeah. I, would I think they have writers team, people, yeah. teams like that help Why them not? punch up stuff. I'm not certain, but I. Let's but I, spread it around anyway. I, I was always told Amy, this is what I was told was that before she would get ready to do a special or a tour, she'd fly all her friends to Hawaii and they'd have writing sessions. But I, Oh, I think I do remember something like that. I would love I, to do I, that. I that yeah. The problem is I get very territorial of what I say and I want it to be my words. Yeah. Like I only because I go I go stand up's a little bit like um like this is a really bad example. Stand up's a little bit like cage fighting or ice skating in that you're showing them your your skill set yes this is my skill set this oh. isn't my team's skill set but this, i would say this so you're yeah. right but for me i have blind spots like, i have I even know it's like oh spots. i'm saying like way too much even like that someone just yeah. to be like hey you're doing this too much or that just to sort of guide oh i don't think there's wrong with someone i don't think there's anything wrong with like a buddy giving you a tag and going like i what about this and you're like oh yeah a lot of times i'll just walk away from them there's only like three people I'll take tags from in this world. Yeah. And it, and, but like, isn't it helpful to have someone go, hey, Bert, talk about this more. This is your lane. Cause I can't, yeah. uh, you know, I sometimes can't see until the joke's done. I've been doing it for months. I go, oh, I shouldn't be talking about that. That was a waste of. Uh... Shane Torres. You know Shane Torres? <laughs> no. You'd love him. He's so fucking funny. Yeah. Shane Torres uh, doesn't, he's given me one or two tags in my and since i've known him but more importantly like i'll get into a place to a joke or and go it's like that, that's not working and he'll say stuff like yeah maybe you should write like a couple jokes in that story right there and yeah. put a joke in maybe that they'd like yeah. to hear a joke there and yeah. you'd be like oh yeah i think <laughs> yeah i'm not a great joke writer i don't think i can think of quick i can to... think of more now that i'm getting older i can think of quick setup punches yeah so now i can come up with them but then i set up punches they're just like statements that i believe or have yeah. happened to me that are ridiculous and then you go all right that works i'm trying to do it more because it's really important oh it's great when you have something <laughs> quick yeah like something quick and if you're not doing well you got another joke right there and oh when you're stuck in a story and they're not feeling it it's oh. like oh i got another minute of this and you're head like there we go minute i got fucking i <laughs> almost started a story last night that i do not <laughs> I do not believe him, uh, but it, I believe I did that the only premise of this story that's good, the only premise is good, is I believe the reveal. It's what like is that's, this? Oh. this this kid. I, I found this kid at a Fourth of July Fourth of July parade. This kid comes walking towards me. I'm not telling you the story. I'm not trying to punch it up. I'm telling yeah. you the part I believe that's good. Okay, this kid's walking towards me and he's crying. Now, as a parent, yeah. I just definitely like. I definitely am going to solve this situation. I'm not going to. Yes. I see people walking past and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Imagine if that's your kid. Right. So I stop him. I go, hey, buddy, are you okay? He's like, I lost my dad, which is an interesting thing for a kid to say. I lost my dad. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. And he goes, I said, well, what's your dad's name? He says, I said, what's your name? He says, I said, okay. 
By the way, bleep both of their names because it's a real story. I, I said, <laughs> and he still can't find his dad. And I said, well, what's your, what's your mom's name? He goes, I don't know. And I go, how do you not know your mom's name? And I'm like, his kid must be really traumatized, yeah. right? So I go, I take the kid through the parade, screaming at the top of my lungs. I have an looking for. But yeah. even the kids getting a little he's like, yeah, dial it back, bro. I don't care to see him that bad. <laughs> Anyway, the short and long of the story, and there's a lot more in it. Yeah, is I find the kid finds uh, it's a Fourth of July play. He finds a a uh, wagon full of kids his age that he knows that he goes to school with. Okay, and one of the dads goes, "Is he lost?" And I'm like, "No, asshole. I'm I'm just him. screaming him through the yeah. What the fuck do you think he's lost?" And he goes, "Oh, his dad's right over there." And I went, "Oh, okay." So I go over and yeah. I still yell, is there a, I've been looking for a, is there a, I've been, and this guy goes, I'm, I go, do you have a son named, he goes, I do. I said, well, he's lost. He goes, no, he's not. I went, once again, I'm like, I'm not a, that's right. Yeah. You got me. This has been right. an elaborate prank. I just wanted to see if I could get you to come with me. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's definitely lost. He goes, no, he's not. He's over there. I go, oh, I'm like so frustrated now. I go, he's lost. And by the way, he's so upset. He doesn't know his mom, mom's name, and he goes, "He's never met his mom." And then I realize he's holding oh. hands with a dude. <laughs> oh my! God, and I'm like, so "Oh, he's got two dads." Oh fuck! <laughs> like the whole like I'm sitting here going, "Like he's so traumatized. He doesn't even know the name of his mom. He's never met his mom." <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and so that, this, that's the only. So that's yeah. the part when we're talking about writing jokes. That's the part for me. That kid not knowing what his mom's name means. Yeah, don't give up out. on this story. You just gotta go get back on the I gotta horse. figure, I gotta Something figure it out. There. But it just it was so funny. And so then I kept telling it over and over to friends. And then I was like, it'll work. And last night I started it and I went, nope. Oh, it is out. The, the stories are hard. I was at the store, this is last or two weeks ago, and it's a Saturday night. You don't want to try a new story. But I thought, I'm just gonna, I gotta push myself i'll a feel bit. it if it feels right i'll slide it in i started and i realized i couldn't get out of it I, I couldn't just stop it so i thought maybe if i keep plowing they'll get on my side and it was the wrong story to tell what was the story it's so awful and it only makes me look horrible and people are going oh wait what, that what's sound the story like what's the dick. story i was at a no i'm gonna tell it but I was, i'll <laughs> cut this down i was at a movie theater with my friend, I sat in a seat. This girl came up, she's like, you're in, you're in my seat. And I was like, oh, sorry. And she looked familiar. I sat in front of her. My seat was directly in front of her. The movie broke, which never happens. I couldn't find my phone. I turned out to talk to her for a second. I get my phone. Then I get a text from her. And I don't know it's her. It, I, I don't have my glasses. I just see her name. <laughs> and then there's so much to story, but I'm trying to cut it down. So I turned to my friend and I go, this is an awful, I, <laughs> I brought this up to tell you, I don't want to ever tell this story again. Wait, it bombed, going. not even bombed, it just, people hated me. So wait, let's slow it down. So you're in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. You sit in the wrong seat. Oh, a girl God. comes in and goes, hey, you're sitting in my seat. You go, oh, sorry. Yes. So you move in front of her. Which was my assigned seat. Assigned happened seat. to be directly in front of her. There's no one else in this movie theater. It's, That's it's why you I and saw, your friend and her wherever. and her friend behind you. Her and, and you her realize, date seemed to be a date. And so you realize your phone is missing. And you turn, turn around. So now she's hearing me talk, seeing me again, and she recognizes me. Yeah. I still didn't recognize her, but thought she looked familiar. So I get a text from a girl from Chicago. This is my mind. Oh, there's a girl in Chicago that I had sex with years ago. So I turn to my friend and I say, oh, this is, 
It's a great horrible. fucking story. No, this is a great. Can, no, so wait. So I'm gonna hit pause. Can I tell you where I want it to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I okay. tell you where I want it to go? Yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. This is this is my favorite part of hearing stories because I know where I want it to go. <laughs> I would love to hear this. So, can I tell your story to you? Yeah. Okay. Hey, maybe I'll. This is probably a good. This is a good writing session. This is an awesome fucking story. I already love this story. What I love about a story is a is a Kaiser Soze moment, like a, a like a like a. This is a Kaiser Soze moment. I mean, you love this story, but I'm telling you, I told it to not only dead silence, but then groans, and and I lo I lost the crowd for my set was over because I thought I was a jerk. Go ahead, sorry. I go to the movies with my my best friend. He calls me. I was like, hey. We gotta go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Definitely. That's a bad movie. That's a bad movie. All right, hang on. I'll tell you it why. I'll tell you why. Us. It was what? It was, it was the movie Us. It was the movie Us. A horror movie. Okay, this yeah. is great because, by the way, we're seeing it. It's about to be pulled out of theaters. There's no one in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And I sit down and I sit down. I'm waiting for my buddy to come back with popcorn. And this girl comes up and goes, You're sitting in my seat. There's no one in the fucking movie theater. In 350 seats. 350 seats. I sat in I her seat. I sat in her seat. And I look at it and I go, Oh, fuck. I'm in H. I'm sitting in G. Right. So I literally now move directly in front of her. Now I'm directly in front of the one person I sat in her seat. Her date shows up. Wait, you, same, you tell this bit way better than me. At you want the this? same time, my friend shows up. Literally, my friend says, hey, you're in the wrong seat. And I have to explain, no, actually, this is H. That's G. And we all get a little bit of a laugh in it. Yeah. The movie's about to start. And I realize I don't have my phone. I left it in the seat. So now I have to once again make an awkward turn. I go, well, His, the movie broke. Hold on, I like it this way. Oh, okay, sorry. The movie starts, and I say, "Hey, before it starts, I go, I'm sorry to do this. Is my? I think I might have left my phone in that seat." And she looks at me, smiles, hands me my phone. I'm like, "Is this fucking chick hitting on me? It's how crazy is oh, this? Yeah, yeah. Like She's this, on a fucking yeah. date, okay. and I'm like, what if this is meant to be? What if, you know? Anyway, uh huh. Literally in the middle of the movie, the movie breaks. What are the fucking odds that a movie breaks? And you Never know, once a movie breaks, I'm such a fucking tech junkie. I immediately look at my phone to see if I've got any texts. And I do. I got this random text from this chick I fucked in Chicago. In Chicago. In Chicago. She lives in Chicago. She lives in Chicago. And she texts me like, hey, what are you doing? I want to meet up. And I, well, well, I wait. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Ahead. And so I look at my friend and I go, oh my God. Now remember, <laughs> the movie's broken. It is silent. I go. I just got a text from this fucking pig I fucked in Chicago. How do I reply to this? How do I reply to this? And I turn to the group behind us. I go, you ever get a text? And as I say that, the girl goes, it was me. <laughs> oh. That's... Wait, is that, I, is that what happened? I wish that happened. Wait, tell me what happened. Tell me I what happened. wish. I love this. I didn't have my glasses, so I just saw her name. I couldn't read the actual text but i'm like this girl lives in chicago she's texted me so i turn to my friend and i say sorry this girl that i fucked in chicago just texted me movie's broken it's dead silent and this girl i just this, fucked in chicago years ago me. she texted me her asshole reeked oh! and then and oh, this is <laughs> wait, awesome. wait, and then this is awesome. My friend, who's hard of hearing, <laughs> said her asshole reeked. 
And then I go, yeah, can I borrow your glasses? Not by the way, my glasses were in my pocket. All I did oh. was take out my glasses. I didn't realize they were in my Kyle, pocket. This is such a great story. And I put the glasses on. <clears throat> Let me read this text from this stinky asshole girl. <laughs> and it says, I'm sitting right behind you. All the blood left my body. Oh. I turned around. I mean, can you imagine oh, the Kyle. feeling? Of, this is a fucking amazing story. This is an amazing it, story. It's not. It doesn't work on stage. It does I, work I don't on know, stage. I mean, it does work on stage. It, it does. It, you know what? It, it's a. I'm sweating. That's such a great fucking story. Well, I told it wrong because everyone was just like, "You're an asshole." Her, and wait. So wait. What happened? So there's so much more to this too. And I, I, I mean, I'll try to buy. I, it's. So I turn around, had the most awkward, like, <laughs> hey. hey, and you know, I mean, she's a two two feet away from me. When you send someone a text, you're watching their reaction. I mean, she was, I'm sure, staring yeah. at me to see if I would light up. So we have this awful interaction, and I wanted to leave right away, and but I couldn't because that would look even worse. I mean, if there's a chance she didn't hear me, or it just would have made it worse if I left. So I sat yeah. there, and I felt like. Uh, so small and she's looking at the back of my head so for two hours i'm watching this movie in complete uncomfortable awfulness it was so awful that is awesome and then so the next day uh i get a text from her and uh i'm like is it possible she didn't hear me there's no way yeah my friend yelling but she's texting me like uh, like that means normal and then uh i get a picture random picture from her which i'll show you now oh my god i don't think she would li listen to this right no <laughs> no he says there's no fucking way i mean there is a way all right we can edit sorry this is taking a minute no 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 this I want, is I want the, you to this read this This is one of my picture. favorite stories I've ever heard. This <laughs> I is, want you to read this she sent me out of the blue. Okay, so just read, read this picture. Oh my God. By the way, I don't have my glasses. Oh, out of the blue. Read the bottom of that bottle of juice. It's, to, a, it's a picture of a bottle of juice. I'm trying to get it bigger so I can see it. I can't unwrap oh, my glasses. Try to make it like open it bigger. Yeah, I'm gonna save, I'm gonna save it. Why not save it? <laughs> that is fucking. I love a good story. I love a good story. <laughs> All right. She sent me a picture of juice. Read the bottom line. Poop enforcer, creation, alkaline water balances pH, constipation, digestion, energy. Recommended for bowel cleansing. Is that what she is taking? Is she it, what does that mean? Does picture? that mean she heard me? She heard you and she goes, just so you know, this was I was drinking that night. Oh this God. is to blame. It's the fucking It's the I mean this that I'll end there, but that isn't even the end of the story. Really? Wait, what happened after it that? It gets weirder. So all right. I'm telling this whole story. I'm sorry. No, this is I, are you kidding me? When you go, it did bombed. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And, and I thought it was gonna be just like a Oh, you know, I sat in your seat. I sat in your seat. Her asshole stank. I think it's just people were horrified for her, which I am too. And I 
feel all you like got, they, all you need is a certain you, all you need is a pivot at the beginning to get you out of trouble like a simple pivot what's a what, what's a pivot uh like i believe in i believe in pivots where <laughs> you like you plant i, I sometimes you can so you can plant a little sapling at the beginning of a story that allows you to harvest it later uh, and when it comes to a pivot you can plant you can plan a direction here so that when you get here and it gets uncomfortable you're allowed to one word swivel it and then they go oh i now feel for him i'm trying to think of an example oh okay you, you know like uh they feel for you in the moment yeah like all you need is a little pivot in the front of that maybe like she was a bitch to me or something she uh rejected me maybe this girl this girl i got a text from this girl in chicago oh my god uh i was in love with her she dumped me that's like a pivot but then how does that square with the stinky asshole and then thank god she had a stinky asshole (laughs) and he's like what my friend started what I said she had a stinky asshole. <laughs> That'd be great if she goes, I'm sorry, what did you say? I said you had a... <laughs> I said... I said... So anyway, just to wrap this up, then she keeps texting me and she wants to watch Game of Thrones, you know, at, with me. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So she comes over and she wants pajama bottoms to be comfortable and she just takes off her pants in front of me full beaver puts on these like like uh you know pajama pants i gave her i'm like oh okay and we've had sex before it was like five years earlier or something it was yeah years early and so we're just lying down watching and then we both fall asleep and so i just didn't want to wake her up i just went to my bed and then she came in and like was snuggled up into me and so I was like, I guess we're hooking up. I'm still, though, in that mindset of, did this person hear me and uncomfortable? Yeah. So I go to make out with her, and she stops me, and she goes, no, no, no. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, this is weird. Like She got in my bed. We've had sex before. She why? Why? Me. Yeah, why is she getting in my bed? So I was, sat there for a second. I was like, oh, I, I, I'm just curious. Are you, are you not attracted to me anymore or something? And or I was like, do you, have a, do you have a boyfriend or something? I was trying to find out. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, just my body says no. And I was like, okay. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is just weird. And so, and so then I was like, I swear to God, I won't be offended. I'm just curious. Are you just not attracted to me anymore? And she's like, no, my, my just body says no. And I was like, okay, okay. So we go to sleep. And the next day, she's not leaving. It's like 1 p.m. and I finally had to pretend I was going somewhere. It was just so weird. And then she continued to text me pictures of food and stuff. That's it. It's all story. But what? I'm I'm, confu- I'm, I'm confused. Why would she stay too. at your house? And I don't know. It might have been revenge or something. Maybe it was like I don't know. That's so interesting. Do you, how, like I couldn't. I don't know if I could be single. That makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm uncomfortable most of the time. The idea that you would go into your bed and then she would get in bed with you and you're like, and then you'd wake up and you'd be like, so what do you got, what do you got planned today? And she's like, ah, nothing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then you'd have to be like, well, I've got jujitsu class. Yeah. And she's that's what like, happened. what time will you be back? And you're like, huh? Yeah. What is it's this? It's so weird that like I'd said to someone the other day, I don't know where we were talking about. We were like, they should have an app where you to make friends. Like they have an app to fuck people, but they don't have an app oh. to make friends. 
Oh, that's interesting. Like, why wouldn't they have like? Oh, why does that seem so sad? I know, right? Sadder than a. It's sadder than fucking people. Yeah. Technically, but theoretically, it's not. Well, it's sadder because it's all about being lonely. Whereas the dating app is also like, I'm trying to get laid. Is in there. But yeah, but it's like, but it's like, I'm not lonely. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying, just to, trying fuck. to fuck. Yeah, but a friend app is I'm very lonely and I can't talk to people. I remember one time I was on uh Craigslist and I saw an ad saying <laughs> looking for someone to play ping pong with. <laughs> I actually I would respond to that. <laughs> I like ping pong. It, you can't play alone. <laughs> well, you can just put the one side of the table oh, up. Oh, that's not fun. But I was like so sad he should just be like, I'm looking to fuck and people will yeah. be like You like ping pong? You like ping pong also? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should bury the lead on that. <laughs> Believe I'm looking to fuck and play ping pong afterwards. Dates. You ever do dating apps? No, no I was I yeah, was married I before they existed. Lucky. I was the worst. I I went out with this girl. I picked her up and she literally. And there's nothing wrong with being overweight, but her pictures look totally different. I mean, <laughs> she's she was twice the size. It wasn't the <laughs> she was two of the picture that that she had her profile. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, whatever. Immediately, I want to go. How did you get those pictures? Like, don't you? feel nervous showing up yeah you just put the picture that look like you anyway gets in my car and she immediately breaks into a flop sweat like <laughs> someone dumped a bucket of water on her head and uh, we go we're driving and she tells me she's on the isis hit list and what? i was like why is that and she's like the fbi told me i don't know i'm like well i'm sure you're fine and then she started getting nauseous and we just had to pull over every five minutes to have her drool out of my car. And she took her shoes off really quick and started rubbing her feet. Like within 30 seconds of getting in my car, really, her bare feet are, are like, and I just, this is, uh, anyway, it's it's going great. Things are going well. How, you should have a fucking TV show just of, like, it, it's all done like, uh, like remember that one show it was like, was it First Date? Where they would, it was like hidden oh. camera. It was one hidden camera. They yeah. just go along with you. Yeah, you should have a you should have a show like that. I, I tend to uh, have very weird dates. You don't like confrontation though, do you? No, I hate confrontation. I won't do it. So that's why I used to have. I used to have. Bad, I used to be really bad at dating because if a woman was a little bit domineering or weird, I would just let it go. Yeah, and be like, okay, I'm just gonna talk shit behind your back. Yeah. to my friends. Right. And I'm not going to be, I could like, whereas other ones, other of my friends would be like, uh, this date's fucking over. I don't right. date fucking lunatics. Yeah, that's good boundaries, but those feel mean. I wish I had boundaries. I don't. You don't? You have no boundaries. Oh, I have no fucking boundaries. I get run over by, I mean, I'm working on it. For real? Yeah. I mean, I just grew up sort of, you know. Only child? No, but I, I was, you know, I had great parents, but like, I was the last one. I, I, How I, many? And not just three okay but but i just whatever for whatever reason i got the message of not thinking for myself so i i I, I didn't even go i love music but i didn't even think to buy myself music until i got to college and i saw other people do that like i went through just one of those things where you're like music is whatever we got floating around i just would go through the radio i never thought for myself this is what i wanted even doing stand-up i never i did what people kind of told me to do I was so why do you think is I you know I called my dad uh I called my dad on a this Sunday on a par four I was 130 out and I called my dad 
and said, hey, what do I hit my pitching wedge? I actually know the answer <laughs> yeah. is 125. I know yeah, the yeah. answer is 125. So why'd you call him? I have no fucking idea. That's nice, though. You know what I've just connection. stopped doing recently what? is calling people for advice about things I already know I'm not going to listen to them. Now, I'm trying to think of why you would do that. Maybe you, you wanted to just hear it so you could solidify your opinion, feel more secure in your... I don't know. I think it's a. I think it's a little bit of a desperateness to connect with people. Okay. Like um. Like so. So this would be a perfect example. So say like we get done here, and then we're talk, we talk about Instagram a little bit, and then I got a good post. This is a bad example because I probably wouldn't do this, but like I would text you, "Hey Kyle, what time do you post your Instagrams? Do you notice that?" yeah uh, by the way it doesn't matter because whatever you say i'm still gonna post them whenever the fuck i shoot <laughs> yeah. them but like i do that like yeah. um i was we're looking at dogs and i have a friend who's got a dog like that of famous friend who's got a dog like that yeah. and i wanted to text them and go he's got a different type of dog and he's got a connie corso and i wanted to text him and go hey man is your connie corso good with kids i know his answer is going to be I, yes I, I think i don't think that's a bad thing i think it, it helps keep connections with people because i drop off a lot of friendships that just don't keep up little texts i think you should i am that a hundred fucking percent dude i don't reply to texts at all like people will text me and say like hey uh you know i'll tell you i I mean i'm guaranteed i get so hurt when people don't reply to my text so you better not do that to me i have son i have okay this is a perfect example you know i can say legit these are friends but i won't reply to these texts jeff die sam tripley and chad zumach have all texted me within the last 15 minutes i won't reply to any of them why i don't know it, it's something <laughs> makes me uncomfortable it makes me very uncomfortable to like like uh like jeff die wrote uh, this is a perfect example jeff die wrote absolute killer set last night now oh. what do you what do you say to that thanks dude yeah yeah but i feel like that's like i that okay i automatically go that makes me sound like accepting a compliment like that if it makes me feel uncomfortable so interesting just, well no no i don't think i think you i think you should drop that because what if i wrote back who you or me <laughs> oh yeah you can make a joke that's funny no but then i go what if he doesn't get it and then he's like did nice. you watch my set and then i'll be like no like, oh, like yeah, the, starting so back and forth i immediately second guess what i write with people and I'm, i and i have a hard I, dude i let relationships fall by the wayside consistently because i think number one they don't really want to be my friend <laughs> we're all tortured yeah like i go they don't really want to be my friend like what like yeah. brian callen texted me the other day something very sweet and i just didn't i was like all right i don't know what to say see i have a different fear which is i fear they're gonna like get their feelings hurt if i don't write back that's what i, fear. I feel like i'm gonna write what i find funny and they're gonna go i don't get it are you trying to be a dick? And I'll be like, I was just joking. What but I think that's I think that is based off of I did have a friend who you'd write back jokes to and they'd fucking lose their shit. Yeah. And you'd be like, you I couldn't read them. I could never yeah, read them. Yeah, it's hard to yeah, texting is very dicey. I had a friend I, I got a given cocaine one night yeah. at a club at a after a show at the DC improv. And I texted it to a group of friends, like a picture of Coke in my hand. Yeah. And I was like, I've officially made it as a comic someone just gave me coke right yeah. i just thought yeah all my friends know i don't do coke yeah like uh, and i 
I and then I called the guy like two days later. I was like, "What's up, man?" He's like, "I don't know how to even speak to you." And I was like, "Huh?" He's like, "I'm sorry, you calling me after you do coke for a weekend and like lost his shit?" I was like, "I was like, dude, I didn't do coke. I thought you knew me, dude." Can I tell you Barry Katz one time? I used to be rep by Barry Katz. Yeah, this is a perfect example. It's like I think that if you try to be funny to people often enough and they don't get your jokes you yeah. kind of start going introverted yes yeah like i i was i said to barry katz used to work for new wave entertainment yeah it was a big company it's a big big fucking company maybe like i'm gonna ballpark it at like 200 employees yeah and i called one night new wave thinking i could get into barry's voicemail leave him a voicemail yeah like thinking i could because i his he was out of the country or whatever and it went to their general mailbox. Now, I'm a grown-up. I know that a general mailbox is going to be heard by the receptionist. Yeah. Hi, this is a general mailbox for New Wave. If you don't know the party reception, leave a message here. And I, right. So I did a joke where I was like, Barry, pick up. I know you're sitting there. Pick up. <laughs> yeah. Barry, pick up. It's Bert. I'm wasted. The cops want to know if I have a friend that can bail me out. Barry, pick up. As a joke, I'm a comedian. Yeah. And then he was like, he was like, Papa, I don't even know what to tell you. You called drunk on the with the cops trying to arrest you, and I'm like, Barry, that was a joke. And I, it just was this place where I stopped. I was like, I was like, you know what? It's, it's better to be safe than sorry, and not try to be funny to comics I get sometimes. That. I, with text, you got to be so clear. And I'm not. Yeah, I, I forget sometimes too. I'm never. I was never a Twitter guy. Yeah, me either. Like I'm sure Rob Delaney could fucking hit home runs with texts yeah i mean his texts are brilliant but unless i'm in person maybe you just need a, a checker someone to check like hey someone a tastemaker say does this seem <laughs> when you're nervous about your texts just send them to someone yeah, or like tell your wife like would you take how would you take this this is re when it's something especially written it seems more serious you have to yeah it does it just can seem very serious <laughs> especially when the person's nervous like being in a relationship I've had to apologize so many times in the beginning. Like, no, that was a joke. <laughs> like what? Like <laughs> what? you're a fat pig. <laughs> I never wrote that. But yeah, you got to be careful. But I don't think you should worry about taking a compliment because they're complimenting. They, it's just you saying thank you for the compliment. It doesn't make you. I just assume, seem... you know what I do, Kyle. The second I start doubting myself, I just hands off. I don't Let's reply. flip. Why don't I respond to your people? Here, you take mine and I'll take yours. And you reply to all my texts. Just throw this stinky asshole text. <laughs> uh, can we cut that whole story out? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Are you good at sex? Yeah. <laughs> really good. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> For real? Well, I know what to do. I just don't do it. Wait, well, I know mean? what to do. If I ever needed to step up to the plate and do a good job, I think I would. Are you good? At I just the, never have. Are you good at the first time having sex with someone? Yes. For real? And then I got to break the news. Like that was a one time. That deal. was a fluke. Yeah. I've I only was... had sex with one time person once in my life. For that, the first time I was spectacular. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. The effort. You cared. I don't know. I don't. Not even really. But I was so good. What was good? I mean, not I just lasted for a long time and I was hitting rhythms and I was like, it's all about any kids listening. You got, you, you got to uh, make sure the woman's taken care of first. 
That's yeah. the key to it. Yeah. Then she tells all your her friends you're good in bed. And then it gets spread around. And then all our friends have sex with you. Just and kidding. then you're like in and out burger. Everyone's coming by. <laughs> yeah, there's a line. You need a positive Yelp review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that's if they came cute. out with a Yelp review of sex with people? Ooh, that'd be good to add to like a Tinder app. Oh, it would be. Four and a half stars, you know. <laughs> that'd be good. Ooh, that would be good if people had sex with you. They gave you stars. Yeah. But then I guess you'd be looking for people with not a lot of stars. I would. Be. Who would you be looking for? Would you have sex with a woman with five stars? 1400 yeah, five-star reviews you don't reviews? even want them to have or would five you stars want one one star review? you want a four because <laughs> five she's doing too much yeah but yeah solid four would be good but getting back to how good i am at sex <laughs> uh, by the way i just want this to be the promo <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's really dynamite i think yeah no i mean i i honestly it does ebb and flow. I'm I'm sure there's there's a you know a wide range of because sometimes there isn't chemistry there. I was with a girl once and I decided to be honest, which was the dumbest thing. <laughs> I told a girl I started laughing when we were making out. I thought she felt that, and I'm sure she did that we just didn't have chemistry. Yeah, but I think I just was nervous. I didn't do think you kiss, it was that the, Do you kiss every girl the same way? No no really a similar but it, you, you go off like the lips you know you read you let them lead uh back and forth it's a boxing match <laughs> i feel like listeners are learning a lot by the way i've only them. like i've i probably only made out with not, not even a ton of chicks you Maybe how many 20 okay all right i've only had sex with six okay Maybe well, seven, married, maybe seven. Yeah, yeah but, but no, but I got married at fucking 30. I mean, I should have had sex with more. I just was so bad at it that I, it was like, I go, I'm, this is the only stuff I do. I only How do you do know this. you're bad at it? I was fucking bad at it. You're talking like you ended quickly? Always. Okay. Always. Okay, that's I bad. Mean, yeah. That's and bad. I mean, so quick that I was like, I have to trust this person. To not tell anyone. Yeah, to, yeah, to go like, oh, that was like astounding. Right. I have one instance with a girl that I had sex with that was a waitress at one of the comedy clubs. Yeah. And she yelled at me. That's weird. She yelled at me and started breaking stuff in my room. Well, she's a, a psychopath. That's what I said. And I was like, and by the way, I was like, in my head, I was like, we had sex. I had an orgasm. I was like, give me a second. We'll go back at it again. Yeah. And she was like, are you fucking serious? And I was like, hey, hold on. Let's not do that. Like, that's definitely going to not put me in she's like you better fuck that that's bullshit that's fucking bullshit we better be doing this again and i was like okay hold on you don't talk to me like that we're in my house fucking calm down and then she would like kick something on my nightstand i was like all right now you gotta leave you gotta get the fuck out like yeah. i can't we're not dating you're not my girlfriend no one talks to me like that let alone kicks are you gonna kick my stuff i was like now you're getting on a train you're going to fucking brooklyn good luck oh and man. she was like she was a fucking by the way she was a really great person i really liked her a lot as a person until that one fucking moment isn't it funny when you go oh this is another side of this person and you find out a month or two and you go oh this is a whole new have you ever area. had someone raise their voice at you that you felt like i would have never raised my voice at you all the and time. now i hate you forever yes all the time <laughs> well yeah i i i've had to check in because i used to not be able to gauge when i was hurt or when someone's doing something bad to me because i had numbed out was my thing non-confrontation you yeah. numb out quick yeah. to not have that 
And now I, I tried, I went to a therapist once with this girl I was dating and therapist kept going, does that bother you? She just said that. And I'd be like, oh, I was like, yeah, now that I think about it. But um, anyway, I had some point. What was my point? No, but wait, I do that. I, do, I have a really, I, I do a really shitty thing. I wish I didn't do this. I feel like I'm a really good person. And if someone raises their voice to me and yells at me or acts aggressive with me in a way that makes me uncomfortable, yeah. I shut down with that person. I no longer trust them for the rest of my life. That's I, a good that's I will a good never idea. forgive them. And I probably talk shit behind their back. Yeah. Cause that's once they show you that, yeah. It's coming back. It's not like they, they're doing that one time. It, that's that's a, that's well, you've now set up a line of behavior. You believe it's okay to treat you like yes. treat people like that. Yeah. And I I will not You have boundaries. I don't have boundaries, so I won't let that person know. I'll let them go, hey man, I'm sorry about that. And I go, hey. It's not a problem. And then what I do is I trash them behind their back for the rest of their life. Yeah, I like that. I do that. I wish I I wish I could not do that. <laughs> Can I tell you what I wish I did? I wish I was like, hey, man, I apologize. We're no longer friends. Yeah. That's how this works now. I, I appreciate that you're upset. I wish I, I wish I was the person that give you a second chance, but I've been beat up by people like you so much in my life. You're dead to me. Very rarely do people change. Very rare so rare you're best off just making complete assumptions i, I mean, agree i agree 100 when have you been wrong i i've stayed in relationships too long where i thought it could change it just we don't live long enough getting back to that yeah people we need to live 500 years the first 100 years you deal with the shit from your childhood and then you're alone for 100 years then you start dating at 300 then you start <laughs> dating then at 400 you get in serious relationships and then you get married at 500 years old that's healthy that would be I, I, when you were younger weren't you like adults are adults now you're like they're they're kids with gray hair yeah no one really i'm always changes. shocked at how many people have gray hair I'm like, everyone has gray hair that yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, I don't know anyone that doesn't yeah. have gray hair. Yeah. It's so fucking crazy. I know. I thought 40, I, I said to my dad the other day, I go, um, so wait, how old were you when I was starting stand-up? And he goes, well, when you were starting stand-up, I was a little bit younger than you. And I was like, what? I know, it's... I have these thoughts every day. Something like that pops into my head. I'm like, oh, this is the year that I, I found out my dad was 48. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to die soon. Yeah. It's 48. I go, so wait, how old were you when you ran a marathon? He's like, oh, 28. And I was like, hold on. Yeah. I was like, seven? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. I look back and I go, and I feel, I feel like, I don't feel like I'm 46. No, that's the thing. When you're younger, every year you're different. Then when you hit 27, maybe you just go flatline. Yeah, and you just start especially guys like me and you. I never grew up. Yeah, like I don't like my sense of humor's identical. Yes, mine too. I still laugh at the same fucking shit. Yeah, and I and I never really like. No, like I, I hang out with friends that are lawyers and stuff, and they're like, "Hey, when you tell like a off-color oh, joke, right. easy, okay, all right, yeah. enough of that." Yeah, and then yeah and then you're like i don't get that you're like hey, you don't find that funny these are guys that used to find it funny no i, I mean I, I, some of them are just people that i know now that are grown-ups yeah and you meet a grown-up and then you say something really off color do you think we'll live longer than them we'll be right back i will you know not. you're you're staying young i don't think so i think i'm no. partying pretty hard yeah so yeah that I, doesn't matter 
I have a cardiologist appointment tomorrow. We'll find out. (laughs) You hear guys like that that partied their whole life, and I mean, Elton John's still around. I look at, dude, I've Pat Summerall. Fucking, I look at genetics. Yeah, I go. It's yeah. You don't. How are your grandparents still alive? uh, Dead before me. (laughs) They died. Mine are all dead too. They died of strokes. We're wrapping it up. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta fucking get out of here, (laughs) dude. I I feel like I look at my whole family of adults, males that like didn't have cardiologists were all fucking dead before 45 well, you're smart can they because i want to i as i said i always think i'm dying can they see your valves i oh, feel yeah. like there's a ct scan they should do that every year for they only need to do it every five years oh, I want technically you can't have that much more blockage built up within five years so i have a ct scan. you do have a cardiologist no do you have a do you have a doctor? Can I go to your guy? 100%. I set up Bill Burr with my guy. Yeah, I want to go to your he's, guy. I'll, say, I'll, I'll, I'll give you his number, and I'll tell him tomorrow. I'll see him tomorrow. I'll say, just so you know, he's coming in, and I'll have you get the treatment my dad got me. My, my dad got me that. the full fucking check all your veins, check your heart, Ugh. find out if you're at risk for a stroke, risk for a heart attack. Yeah. And then, obviously, stress test. But um, but that you it, it, it I don't like it. Every time I every time every time I go to the cardiologist, I think of the same thing. There's this older black woman, and I walked in to get my CT scan. I did not want to do it. Wait a minute, CT scans all that radiation though. CTs, it's a it's a CAT scan. It's like uh, they check, but they check all your valves to see if you have any blockage, all your arteries, see if you have any blockage. And I said to this older black woman, I love older black women can calm the fuck out of you at times in yeah. life. And she said, she said, honey, you don't look right. And I said, I don't want to be here. She said, it's better. She goes, sugar, I'm adding that. Sugar <laughs> is better that you walk through those doors than we wheel you through those doors. I went, what? She goes, every day they're uh, wheeling someone through those doors to find out where they got to find the hole, where they got to find the blockage, where they got to uh, open it up. It's better that since the fact that you walk through those doors means they'll never wheel you through those doors. And I went, hmm. oh, wow. So as much as I don't want to go to the cardiologist tomorrow. Smart because yeah. i'm terrified he's gonna say i'm dying at least if he says i'm dying i'm in front of dying yeah yeah that's yeah. the way i gotta look at it yeah people our age drop and you go oh I just drop dead that guy dude i i not to scare you i think no i think about that all the time <laughs> i thought I, th- I think about that constantly but you don't like do drugs or alcohol like you're not like fucking... uh i do uh marijuana that's right? not really a drug <laughs> I think that mm. that would be do it. Do you have high blood pressure? Have you ever checked no. your blood pressure? My blood pressure is good. Yeah, then you're you're fine. If you have block, do you have a history of heart problems in your family? No, but you know, you never know how your plaque buildup goes. How many? How many are the all? How do people die in your family? Skydiving mostly, <laughs> um, brain tumor, cancer. So that you'll die of cancer. Cool. That's pretty much how that works. <laughs> They go, they go, so I don't, how does everyone die in your family? And I my go, my grandfather had a pacemaker. Really? Yeah. And that guy just went everywhere with him to make sure he didn't go too fast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that's what they said to me when I went to the doctor. They were like, how many people in your family have cancer? I said, no one. And God, like, you're lucky. They go, how many people in your family have uh have died of heart attacks and i was like no one and they're like oh good i go it's all strokes and they're like oh okay so they're like so that's how you'll die you're gonna have a stroke jesus so let's get in front of that go to a cardiologist make sure that you're on uh, blood pressure medicine 
and that you have clear blockage and we can open everything. You know, there's a good stroke you can have that kills like the... No, this yes, isn't there is. real. No, this, this is real. You can real. Google this. You can Google this. Don't, don't believe it. But it, it kills like part of your uh, left brain yeah. and you just get fucking happy. Wait, is this like John Travolta in that movie where he just became a genius all of a sudden? That was a brain tumor. <laughs> Phenomenon. <laughs> Phenomenon, yeah. Yeah. No, they did it. This lady actually who was, uh, studied the brain was having the stroke and she got very interested that this was going on and she realized she was getting happier because she wasn't bombarded with these stress thoughts that we're all bombarded with. Dude, give me that fucking stroke. Yeah. I, like, I mean, she couldn't dial the phone. <laughs> she couldn't dial the phone. She, got, I'll fall she couldn't see numbers or talk, but she was happy. She couldn't see numbers. She was like, or whatever. Talk. I'll give you my number, my cardiologist. Yeah. I'll talk to him tomorrow. Oh, this, you know what this does? This sets up some kind of uh, a butterfly effect. Because let's say I don't go and then I drop dead of a heart attack and then you're in this podcast. I told him to go to my guy, you know? Or I do go and they find something and it saves my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I tell you what my butterfly effect is? Yeah. Yesterday, I walked to Starbucks over by my house, and I was coming back with two coffees, and I went to walk straight so that I would take a left into the parking lot, and I passed the stairs, and then I stopped, and I walked back two steps. I said, I'll just go up the stairs. And all day, I was like, if I die today, it's because I chose those stairs. Yeah. Had I gone straight into the parking lot, I'd be alive. Yeah. And then I didn't die. And I was like, I saved my life. You by might walking have died. Yeah, in the parking I look at that. We're looking at new houses. I've said that a couple yeah. times now. And I keep thinking, I keep going into every house going, will someone come in and murder me in this house? Yeah. This is a good murder house. This is a, a murder house. Like some of these are murder houses and yeah. I don't want it. I'll tell you, I use that to my advantage. <laughs> like if I don't get something I wanted, I think, and I aggressively do this. Like if I got that, I would have bought this race car and I would have yeah. died. And I luckily no. I did that with brain. cars. I did that with car. Every, we were supposed to buy this uh this car Tom had set up for me, and I was like, I got it. And then yeah. the last minute I got there and the guy goes, Oh yeah, I'm not selling it to you. He didn't want to sell it to me. It was really a dick move. And then all I thought smiling was I won't be dying in that car. You should have said that out loud because he was being a dick. Be like, I'm having this premonition, someone's gonna die in this car anyway. Thank you. And then he would he didn't believe you. He'd think about that every yeah. time he drove. That guy had a premonition. I, I didn't know how similar we were. Yeah, we're the exact same. Yeah, how is that possible? How did I become well, a meathead and you got sensitive? <laughs> <laughs> Who says I'm not a meathead? You're not a meathead at a all. Meathead. You're not a meathead at all. I'm a real meathead. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I am sensitive about weird thing about, uh, and then some things I'm not. Weird. I'm super. I am overly sensitive we're all it's all luck how we came it's all how people treat us in our chemistry make our would you change mental it? no I, I know you're cool with the way you are yeah i i mean i if i could snap my fingers i would change certain things mainly i wouldn't stress or worried about anything i've gotten less stressy health i worry about but i've gotten less stressy the older i've gotten that's good yeah a little bit you know what i have on my door when i leave and i just put this up this is corny, but maybe it'll help some people. No matter what happens, I'll be okay. Yeah. So when I, because whenever you're stressed, you just don't think you're going to be okay. And it's usually wasted stress. My mom used to tell me, honey, they can kill you, but they can't eat you. <laughs> that still seems bad. It's pretty bad. They can, they kill, can you. kill you. My mom would give me fucking horrible sayings that, well, it all comes out in the wash. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. 
Sometimes things are staying. Oh, yeah. I would say it all happens for a reason. Always made me go, that's not true. Yeah. Tell that to the girl that lost her arm. Yeah. This is one of my favorite jokes. David Tell said that the young lady, Bethany Hamilton, got attacked by a shark. Yeah. Oh, wait. And I think I know this. <laughs> go ahead. Wait, you tell the joke then. I, I don't know it. I, I think I've heard this, though. I'll let you know. She goes, you know, everything happens for a reason. He goes, really? Was that your evil arm? Oh, was I didn't your, hear that. One. Was that your arm for sucking black cocks and doing shots <laughs> at Jameson? While the other arm's like two for passions of the Christ, please. Oh, that's it. Wasn't that joke? Was some other? Who's your favorite comedian? Ah, uh, it switches around. I mean, I mean, Bill Burr is amazing, and yeah. uh, I like Brian Regan a lot. Oh, a lot of comedians like Brian Regan. I love, I love, yeah. I love Brian Regan. Um. Yeah, uh, John Mulaney. I mean, I'm not no uh, no shockers. So tell me that before we leave, give me the secrets that you have your of your. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> my secrets to what? You're gonna do what that girl did? Like one thirty? Yeah. You're like yeah. So what do you got planned for today? <laughs> yeah, I have Taekwondo. <laughs> I've um, had people. I had an MMA fighter. Which, by the way, I, MMA fighters are the most direct, honest. They tell you how they feel. Usually, they tell you how they feel, yeah. and I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the makeup of all of them, but I will tell you it's the ones I've run into. They don't really cut corners with feelings. That's it, I, yeah, I could see that. That's interesting. Yeah. I had this guy Frank Mir come over and we had a I think we had a cigar during the no, we he he's we get done the podcast and he said, Oh, you have cigars? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, I'd love to smoke one with you. I said, Well, we should do that. And he goes, Well, what are you doing later today? I said, well, nothing. And he goes, okay, well, I'll be back. And I was like, all right. And just in my, my yeah. the way my non-confrontational brain is, I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it later. Maybe one day later. Right. And so then like he went and did another interview and he came back to my house. He's like, you ready for that cigar? Huh. And I was like, wow, I've never been around a guy that says what he's going to do. And he like in Hollywood, it. it's so different. Yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, fuck. And by the way, I'm a huge fan of Frank Mears. Yeah. And he's a really fascinating guy. So we went on the back and smoked a cigar. And he was like, all right, cool, man. I'll see you later. It was like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Tate Fletcher's like that. Tate Fletcher will text you. And if you don't text back, he'll be like, hey, how come you didn't text me back? Yeah. Why and is that rare? It's very it's rare. It's so rare. My buddy Eddie is like that in Florida. He'll call you. And then if you don't call him back, he'll be like, hey, man, first of all, I know you have time to call me back. And I know you have your phone <laughs> in your hand. I wish I was like that. That sounds like a good way to live. Like that. I was, I, this guy, it's going rock climbing or boulder climbing and i wanted to go and we went and i showed up and he just was shocked that i showed up really yeah it, it, it's we blow each other up so much when you don't blow someone up they're like hey what are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> i don't know had, we made a plan i've had people say to me i can't believe you're here i don't like, like ghosting i'll never i don't ghost people uh but man like if someone's like, "Hey, we should work out sometime," I don't, I don't write back. Tomorrow, two p.m. Yeah, like I go, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, and I put the ball in their court. Like, maybe we should do that one day. Yeah, that's yeah. There's like a soft way to say I'm never gonna do that with you. But I, but it's I, not even I, that I'll say I'm never gonna do that with you. I just go. I, my interpretation is you're just being nice. You don't really want to do that with me, and I appreciate that you're being right, nice. Right. It's like saying I almost want to hang out with you, and you're like, "Thank you." Thank you. Yeah. Hey, or or someone going, hey Bert, I think you'd be fun to hang out with. It's not the kind of person I am, 
but I'm going to put out this invitation so you know that right. I think you would be fun to hang out with. And then I go, oh, thank you. Rogan's a perfect example. He goes, I'll say stuff and I'll, he'll go like, why don't you just come over to the uh, podcast studio and work out with me? Yeah. And I go, yeah, sure. And I will never take him up on it because I go, he doesn't really want me showing up going like, hey, I'm ready to work out. <laughs> and then he'll be like, oh, I, I do a little more intense of a workout than you do. Maybe you say something like, let me know when you want to work out. And then you'll know when he says, hey, you want to work out today? He wants to do that because he won't text you if he doesn't want to do that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this. Well, I've taken up too much of your time. No, no, no. Tell me real quick. Everyone wants to know the secret of Instagram. Uh, have Tom Segura <laughs> like your stuff and have him tell Joe Rogan and Bill Burr. Segura, Burr I got it. Man, I, I. Joe, there's very few people, Joe. Like, Joe, I take that back. Joe laughs at a lot of things. Joe's very broad sense of humor, but man. There's very few people that make him piss his pants laughing. He's plugged me so much. I, I mean, I could never repay. Uh, the I. It would probably cost $3 million to buy the ads that he's given me for free on his show. No, he he really legit. Like he, I'm, me, him, and Tom and Ari are in a text thread. And there was a period where Tom was texting me texting us all separately and then texting yeah. the group and then joe took as soon as joe saw one of yours he was like oh my god like it was like he was like fanboying he was like well, have you seen this one this one's fucking hilarious yeah. the second you'd post one he'd repost it to us like dude kyle's at it again yeah that's so awesome yeah well i thank you for having no, me dude, I, I love your you're... your um podcast man cave yep my man it? cave see that's the bro i am it's you're a legit a man cave yeah that's it's like i have man cave fucking posters everywhere yeah, i see it it's great i'm hoping to ride that into the millennia <sighs> i'm gonna come back for a cigar a later <laughs> cool wait no wait how about this we should do something together yeah definitely what, what do you want to do we'll, we'll hang out what do you want let's do something yeah i want to go on a bike ride on the beach let's go on a bike ride on the beach let's do that all right wednesday next wednesday no, today. Yeah, next Wednesday. All right, it. next Wednesday we'll go for a bike ride. Okay. Did we you... should really do it. Oh, wouldn't that just be <laughs> so, so hard? <laughs> show up with our bikes and our. Hey. <laughs> you guys literally can show up to your house. You'd be like, hey, if you want, you can just suck my dick and go. I'd be like, I'd much rather do that. I'd much rather do that. Yeah, are we driving to Santa Monica together? Okay. Oh, I have a bike God. rack. Oh, God. We'll never do this. Let's do it and videotape it and, and make a documentary. We can make money off it. Oh, yeah. I'm sweating already. I'm sweating at the uh, concept of us going on a bike ride. Really quiet in the car. Do you know how quickly I'd want to get drunk? <laughs> It'll be so quiet in the car probably for a while. It's dead silent. And then we're just two men bike ride. Anyway. But we, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a fan of yours. I like, you're always fun to hang out with. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how to get there, but I would you like to be friends. You make me giggle a lot. But I, I don't I know how to get there. Too, so I don't know how to get there. I think it starts with a bike ride. I'll have, I'll have my cousin Andrew shoot yeah. it on camera. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just have it be very normal. Just play it straight. My, my problem with that is like, I wouldn't know what to say in the car. It's the car. Maybe we'll meet there. Should we just meet there and go on a bike well, you ride? Know, we need a group. You like, know, we'll double date. 
you know what would make us so much more comfortable if we had one person we could focus our energy on that we're shitting on someone that we're like who who, who, who who could we shit on <sighs> could never get cigar to go on a bike ride no uh-uh he'd be like no oh see he's got tom boundaries. would not tom doesn't want to hang out with people yeah he wants to be by himself i like to hang out with people i'm just afraid that they don't mean it i want people to come over my house okay i think that's why i built that adu the rental i just want someone around girl or guy i think i would rather i feel like girls don't mess up things as much as oh, that's a sexist thing to say but just a guy and is drunk and then breaks shit i just feel like that's kyle i need someone to play ping pong with the tv to- <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be fun anyway all right listen I'll thank you, you we'll see you next wednesday i gotta buy a bike shit <laughs> This episode was brought to you by The Machine.